This is the Retro MMG Show. My name is John. Alongside me is my uh, co-host Tony. How are we that's doing, right, Tony? That's right. How are we doing? I'm doing good, bud. How are you? I'm well. You know what I like about that song? Yeah. It goes nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they'll do the hi-hat ramp up and then just, oh, and yeah. just falls flat. You know? Screw it. Yeah, that's what it was. You know? <laughs> I typed out a YouTube music and I said, uh, give me a song that goes nowhere. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's it. You nailed it. So we just got off Christmas, right? We did, man. Yeah, uh, for the listeners out there. Yeah. This is our last, well, actually our first podcast of 2022. Yeah. Oh, shit. That's right. Yeah. New um, Year's was, uh, what, yesterday? Today? Today's New Year's Day? Today is New Year's Day. I'm 2022. all screwed up. Yeah, it, it is very <laughs> weird. Uh, the last two weeks actually have been kind of weird for me. You know, I had, yeah. uh, uh, I only actually technically took two days off of work because they give us, you know, Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, but they don't dick us around, oh. so they give us that Friday and that Monday off because Christmas oh, landed okay. on a Saturday. So yeah, um, they could easily dick you there. Yeah, they're like, huh? what are you do? Yeah. <laughs> we can do it ain't my fault. Yeah, blame the calendar. Um, but I took that Tuesday and Wednesday off, and so I was off from Thursday till Thursday. So I nice, effectively got. That's what I did the week, week before. Yeah, yeah, you told me about that. So it was a nice little. That's the first time I've ever taken like. A week off of work, straight, mm-hmm. without like needing to take the time off. Right, you know, yeah, yeah, something to take care or, of. Yeah. yeah, you know, sometimes I try just try to do long weekends throughout the week, the year. Yeah, but me too. It was just nice, like at the end of the, it just December came, and yeah. all of a sudden I was like, I wonder how many <laughs> vacation days I have, and I look, and I had like five days. I was like, oh my god, yoink, <laughs> use it or lose it now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> my company is actually pretty good. They we. Uh, um, we get, I think, nine paid holidays off. We get Good Friday off and, like... Oh, really? Yeah, that kind of stuff. So, Whoa. Um, they're pretty good about that, and I'm super behind like at work. like a teacher. Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> nine paid holidays, I think. Um, and I've worked there for seven years, so they give me three weeks vacation, so I can take nice. that red light. But I'm management, so it's like I don't take as... I never use as much oh, as really? I can. I see that. And I'm salary paid, so, like, if I miss it, I work... You know, I, I, my salary is based on eight hours a day, you know, 40 hours a week right. or whatever, but I work 10 hours a day. So every, yeah. even though I take that last day <laughs> off, how they Thursday, get you. I, Thursday I clock out and I'm like, <laughs> chink, chink, 40 hours. I was like, God damn it. Damn it. <laughs> They're yeah. on the winning end of this, but it's... <laughs> at any rate, you know, it shows that I'm a good employee. I'm a company that's, man. That's you know, right. That kind of a thing, you know. That's that, right. That's what it's about, you know. You know <laughs> showing your worth, showing your, you know, about about the goal. I suppose. Uh, the goal for today is we're talking about one of my favorite bands. One of the, the I, I would almost say the band that made me want to play guitar. That actually, oh, yeah, I man. will say the band that got me into heavy metal music. Absolutely. Um, Metallica. Absolutely. The one and only Metallica. One and only. Uh, formed in Bakersfield, or no, San Francisco in uh, 1980, you know, two yeah. years before I was born. Um, one of the most influential metal bands ever. They, they kind of pioneered the thrash metal uh, genre as yeah. it is. Part of the, the big four. They were the big four. The now, biggest of the four. They are definitely <laughs> the biggest of the four. You know, and I didn't even hear till the, uh, of the big four until I was like, you know, 20 or something like who the fuck yeah. is Big Four and I learned that by uh, rest in peace a buddy of mine uh, Mike Zaleski he showed me a concert ticket of Slayer Anthrax Megadeth uh-huh. and uh, Metallica is it do I have that correct is that the Big Four yes that's correct Slayer yeah. Anthrax Metallica yep. and Megadeth yeah. yes uh, and ironically 
uh, Megadeth was formed out of Metallica. <laughs> out of spite. Out of fucking spite. <laughs> yeah. And good on them. You know, Megadeth, you know, maybe we might do a Megadeth one. Yeah. I'm not, you know, that into, I was never that super into, well, I guess I could say I wasn't as into Megadeth as it was Metallica. Um, but I wouldn't say it was at fault songs. of like Megadeth, though. It wasn't like something where you're like, well, I'm a Metallica fan, so I can't listen to Megadeth. Right. Some people are like that. Really? Yeah, I've never met somebody like that. But well, it's, maybe. Maybe you know, I have. I, I think just Metallica has just more radio hits and they it were... gets out to more people. And But the yeah. core, like, thrash core like hardcore guys it's probably even, lean a little bit towards Megadeth. It's an either or. It's yeah, like you like Metallica or you don't. Or you hate Metallica. You're yeah, like, I mean when the Black guys. Album came out, people oh, yeah. were probably like, oh, let's see what Megadeth is mm-hmm, doing yeah. these days. A, a little euthanasia, a little rest in peace. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. There you go. They got um, good ones. Yeah, exactly. So um, yes, that's what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they, they formed in 1980. So just for listeners out there, I usually try to prepare a little bit, you know, or, or sometimes a lot for these podcasts. Um, but I felt like <clears throat> it would better serve the audience if I didn't prepare and be so scheduled. Like our last uh, one went two hours with Tommy Boy, and uh, I was like going scene by scene by scene. Yeah, and, I mean, uh, I was ca- I kept saying, "I'm like, we don't need to go back scene by scene and uh, but do this or that." We ended up going. Scene <laughs> we went scene literally scene by scene, by scene until the end, and I think I was. Drunk. We were like, <laughs> "All right, all right, all right, all right." All right, let's wrap this shit up. <laughs> but for Metallica, I think I can speak pretty plainly from the heart and you know you know you know bring up the the best parts of them that they meant to me and you know my all my experiences without writing everything down and you know there's a there's a part of me that does feel like I shouldn't have to take notes for the podcast you know I should you know just be able since we are nostalgia how do you remember it that right. kind of a thing how's it uh yeah you make know you how, feel. What, yeah exactly what does it make you feel how does it make you feel especially when you like put it in put it in a disc or Turn on Spotify and, and listen to one of these albums that you haven't heard in a long time. Yeah. Like that instant, like, oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, know. like putting Injustice for All in. You're blacking <laughs> fucking stars. Yeah. Dude, that, that's it, man. That's mm-hmm. justice, man. That's, <laughs> that, when I hear blackened start, man, that is it. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're a drummer. You know that first. <laughs> that know. was like... For me, like the best of Lars in that album. Oh, beautifully. Uh, we'll, we'll eventually get to because I do want to run down like the start to the finish of Metallica. But yes, and Justice for All. There's that. Um, there, there's a song in there that he has that drum break in there. It's like it just he's like in the middle of so many stops and he's just like. And I'm going to be doing this for you folks. I was going to say, I'm gonna I gonna have no idea do- what the... I'm going to be diddling and doodling <laughs> throughout this entire uh, episode that we're going to do, just because I love this subject so much. Like, And I'd say for, for most metal fans, that's where most metal, metal fans started, I would say, is Metallica. Because it is, you know, they, they are like a poppy metal band. You know, well, since the Black Album came out. Yeah, it's like that's you look really at, it. Yeah, yeah, you look at Kill 'Em All. No, that's not. That doesn't have yeah, mass appeal. Because the older, the older crowd, like I, I like use my uncle as a great example. He's into thrash metal. He's also a dra- thrash metal drummer. He was from that era, but like to him, the first three albums, that's it. Yeah, nothing else after that. Really, just not even Justice. Doesn't even like no. Wow. Doesn't like Justice. That's doesn't like the Black Album. album. 
Master of Puppets is that's it. That's you the know? end of Metallica. Yeah. That's the <laughs> won't hear it. That you know is what so I mean? Funny. Yeah. You know, just because like was it was it Cliff Burton? You know because because um, Cliff Burton I don't know. was on Master of Puppets, wasn't that's, he? That's he was. Yeah, that was his last album, and then they brought Jason Newstead in for uh, Justice. Right, and I don't I don't know if it's even like a musician thing snobbery thing yeah. man is it snobby i, I yeah. think <laughs> and that, that, that's the overall problem with metallica and their fans is that you have yeah. you know because i don't know about kill em all it was their first album it was, it's great if you like thrash metal but it doesn't have that like widespread appeal it doesn't have those hooks it doesn't have a whole lot of choruses to no, them even you know? from that from kill em all to ride the lightning that some of those core fans were like, "Whoa, they they're changing their style." Man. Really? Yeah, I've oh, never yeah, met dude. somebody like that. <laughs> yeah, that dude. Hardcore into Metallica. And then even some like when Master of Puppets came, they were like, "All right, this is becoming like what you know, Spike what Jones produced all this production and fantastic sound, and this is ridiculous." Yeah. You know, but that that was their big leap though, was from Ride the Lightning to Master of Puppets. You can tell on the album that yeah. it was. Well, the wildly, sound, wildly better, you know, like everything, even just the sound of the symbols, you know. Yeah, the, yeah. You know? Um, and that's that's what that's you know I can we can make fun of you know a lot of about Metallica, but I'd make fun of the fans more from the snobbery <laughs> of Ride the Lightning to uh, Master of Puppets. Yeah. It's like what are you talking about? You know, I, I get it. They were like yeah. a garage band, but they eventually made it big. Now they're fucking billionaires. You know, it's yeah. like what do you expect? Yeah, yeah, I mean, with me, for those, like, first three albums, and there is, like, <clears throat> the difference between, like, guitars and drums is, like, drums in in that early era, you know, hadn't really advanced great. As far as miking them? As far as, well, e- even just, you know, the drum heads, the thought process on using two drum heads top and bottom as opposed to just the top and oh, no really? bottom I didn't know that these these were things that like and and using like vintage drums and and stuff like that that the sound just wasn't great you mm-hmm. know and and what it was made made the woods that it was with just wasn't you know as crisp and clean as they when you record them now, uh, you know, a kid they now focused is, on. They, is, they is great. Like, so I think that's the difference between, you know, like a Kill 'Em All, the drum sound, to like Master of Puppets when you hear the, the difference. It's like a technology thing yeah, and a he, different he, way of he recording. He got like better drums and, you know, that's all going to sound great. Now, guitars, like you could use vintage guitar tones, things like that, and it still sounds great for... 30 years, 40 years. I mean, right. people go back now and use stuff from like the 70s and oh, 60s. Yeah, like the steel, and, steel yeah, and they, they, I want to hear this. And, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's just, it's a huge development in, in music recording. And, yeah. And I just think like, because when I hear like older drums, 80s drums, 70s drums, like, I'm not a fan of like hearing that. I would rather right. have like, a nice new <laughs> recording of a guy nice new kit with really perfect heads on it mm-hmm. and you know take your time make sure it's all perfectly tuned where it just some of those old drums kind of just sound like it was like thrown together last minute and I don't know. That's just well. You're a drummer. You're, that's you're, my you're, you're actually You're one of the few people that have the right <laughs> to hold that opinion. You know, uh, because you've recorded drums. Well, I would you, say you know. a lot of drummers probably agree, unless you're like uh, you know a vintage uh, like 
collector drummer like you know you actually go back and buy drums from like the 50s right you know i don't know if you have you ever seen that sammy davis jr uh drum video like he actually goes from like the drums to the xylophone to a bunch of different percussion instruments and it's actually pretty impressive looking you know (laughs) oh really oh yes and sammy davis jr everyone everyone, you know talks about him like he's like just the token black guy of the rat pack you know (laughs) yeah but no he was he's an accomplished musician like there's, there's a few videos out there of him playing the drums, of him like you know doing the jazz drums and then yeah, playing well, the xylophone, yeah, yeah. you know, and and doing that, and you know just to go off a little off topic, I love the jazz drums. Like, have you seen that movie Whiplash? Yeah, yeah. I love that movie. Um, not only because of the whole story behind it, but just because of that um, aspect where they focus on the jazz drums, how that you know that, that being super tight, <laughs> being super great at something. Yeah. Um, the technique is just so different. Right. Also, you know. Yeah. There's so much more focused on like snare drums and and kind of hand, and hand technique and yep. you know they use uh, different grips so their their hands look different on mm-hmm. the sticks and uh, things like that but uh, that's just not how I was raised. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's why I like that movie. And you know you 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 have a a, a very unique uh, perspective on Metallica. Um, because you are a drummer and, you know, you've been through recording and, you know, you, you've got that in you. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, back to what you're saying about, like, like the drumming of the 60s and 70s and, and you know, a lot of the 80s. Um, you can tell, like, listening to a lot of that stuff, even John Bonham from uh, Led mm-hmm. Zeppelin and uh, John Paul Jones or whoever the hell I'm talking about. It's like yeah. they weren't the fucking forefront of the band, you know. Yeah. A lot of drummers nowadays, it's like you talk about, uh, what's his name, uh, Carter Beaufort from uh, Dave Matthews sure. Band. Yeah. He's like king drum, you know? Yeah. He's like king fucking drum, you know? And <laughs> a lot of the drummers, like even Joey Jordison, you know, RIP, I believe. I think he passed away very recently. Yes, he did, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, those guys are actually brought to the forefront because of their technical ability and uh, what they bring to the band. Outside of the singer, outside of the guitar player, yeah, um, a lot and, more equal. Right, yeah. They're not know. just setting the beat. They're actually yeah. a, a voice of the band. You know? <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. And back to the 70s. and It's like, look at Ringo Starr, you know. And I think I watched, uh, uh, I think I sent you a video, it had been years ago, of this Japanese guy talking about drums. And he... I probably didn't understand it then. Well, no, he wasn't, he wasn't speaking <laughs> Oh, he was Japanese. talking English. Oh, okay. He was, he, <laughs> But what he was talking about, he was, you know, everyone likes to shit on Ringo Starr, you know, because he's not, you know, he's not the the flashiest of drummers, but he's the right drummer for the Beatles. Sure, You know, yes. he's the right drummer for the Beatles. Right. If he went all over the place and did this or did that, yeah. the music would not be the same. But he that, was the that correct is, drummer I, I for the Beatles. definitely agree. Like, maybe when I was younger, I was probably a lot more, like, snobbish and shitty about who's good, who isn't good, you know who would be better in this band or whatever the case is. But mm-hmm. now it's like exactly who the right drummer is for that band. Or if you're playing in a band, like you need to kind of understand your role in the band and how you play to that music. Because if you're just going to sit there and be as flashy as shit to a band that's all groove based, right. doesn't work out. Right. You got to like, Pull it back. Put your ego aside. Just get some groove going Mm -hmm. and, you know, maybe let the vocals take over or something like that. Yeah. So. And I think that Lars Ulrich Ulrich obviously is the right drummer for Metallica. You know, he, you know, I can boldly, I'm going to make a bold statement (laughs) is that he was the right drummer and he was like the best drummer for Metallica. He kind of, 
started bringing those drum beats, you know, to the forefront. Uh, well, for, I know, for like me, when for... James first jammed with Lars, he even he'll say like he blew he him sucked. away. He's just, oh, really? just he was not a good drummer. He just because you know he was like grooming for a. To be a tennis, a tennis pro, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, so he just kind of started like stumbled into stumbling it and... into playing drums, and he was more like Wanted to be the business badass. Lars, like trying right. to get them out and about, as opposed to probably working on his craft more. Right. So, but they probably needed that at the time, you know. So, well, then let me ask you this: because you are a semi-pro drummer, like, what do you? Th- I mean, <laughs> set aside all of your, you know. Um, uh, misgivings or what you think about Lars as a person, what do you think of him as a drummer? Just um, just like from start to finish, from Kill 'em All to whatever the stupid last album they had. <laughs> <laughs> because this podcast. That's not a good start. Well, because. <laughs> whatever that stupid. Because I'm, I'm, uh, I think not, it's a, what a, is I'm a not going to talk hardwired uh, self destruct or I, something I like no, that. I have no idea. Like you know, it, because this is a retro MMG podcast. You know, it's yeah. a retrospective on music. I'm only going to cover, you know, ride uh, ride uh, kill them all to the black album yeah. because those are the ones that had an effect on me. Load to a certain extent because that was their downfall. Yeah, but. And I'm I, not I gonna lie. I listened to all of those. Like, I've of course probably listened to every Metallica album at least, like even the new stuff at least once. See, I have and not. have heard a song where I was like, "That's pretty good," even really? for like for Metallica and what they are now. Because obviously, like anybody, they're getting older. Right. You can't stick to you your. You can't yeah. be <laughs> like I'm 20 years old thrashing around being angry as shit. They, well, I think we're talking about with our corn episode that we did. That there's going to be a, yeah. a lost episode for all you fo- uh, fans out there. We, we might have it on the Patreon. <laughs> the audio is bad, but we talked about that was one of our first podcasts was corn, and that every time they release an album, they're like, "We're going back to our roots. Yeah, we're going back to our roots." You know, like you know, you know, no, the last album was shit. Like we're we're bringing it back. You know, it's like no, you're <laughs> not. It back. You can't bring it back. You can't capture that gold that you had. When you were 19 or 22 or whatever it there was. There are bands that get like pretty close to being like, I'm happy with this album, even though it's not the first album I heard from them. So I think Korn is one of those bands that, you know, yeah, they you, stay relatively in that window of, of what they put out. Kind of, kind of. They don't go like... They don't. No, they don't. I'm going to disagree with you there. I'm putting my foot down. I'm going to boldly disagree with you on that I'm kicking you in the shin. Because that that corn uh, song that you played me sounded like a Kill Switch Engage song. Like the the heavy double bass, the... the, Well, yeah, I guess that's what they get at. It's like, we got to be heavier. Right, yeah. It's like, we're not not changing. We're just going to add double bass and like... We're gonna do an eighth eight string guitar. Well, maybe sometimes <laughs> just getting maybe sometimes just getting heavier isn't the answer. No, but. and it's not because you know like sorry to get so off topic, but like yeah, that's not the answer. Just to get heavier. It's like what captured that first Corn album wasn't it, its heaviness. It was well, I mean a, a certain aspect of it was, but it was its uniqueness. You know, oh yeah, yeah, and it's of the timeness, and it's like you know for it, sure, you know, bring it back to you know the, the country at large. You know what everyone was going through in the early '90s, and um, you know, kind of 
that youth, that that kind of birth yeah. of they of, captured of a genre. Uh, lightning in a bottle is it, what they did, right? right exactly, and they're never going to capture that, and that's why I, I never. <laughs> listens to any of like the same even saint anger i didn't listen to i did like i, I watched i think amazon prime has a documentary and it's weird it's like a dude who's like on his way to a metallica concert oh yeah yeah you, have you seen that it's them they're playing live but then they right. mix it I mean, they got some stupid story story i don't need that dumb story just that's play something the fucking, they like yeah again they came up just, with a, a video thing with somebody Are they trying to be pink floyd like <laughs> maybe it's maybe like, we don't need the story just play the fucking music and they, yeah and that's the problem with metallica nowadays is that they think that they still have that lightning in the bottle and they don't and i'm not saying they should give it up and they shouldn't try new things but stop it. <laughs> just, I'm just telling stop. you, stop it. <laughs> you guys are millionaires. Yeah, you, you, you did this. Like Kirk Hammett's looking bad, and like, he looks no like, way. He's Kirk the White right now. Right? I love Kirk it, dude. The White. <laughs> <laughs> I've he never is... heard that Kirk the White. He looks. He's awesome, pale as shit. Dude. His uh, hair is like just nine stark feet long. white, dude. It's it's Kirk great, the man. White. <laughs> That's great. Yep. <laughs> He's not Kirk the Grey. And he is He's like Kirk a wizard, too, you know? It's like, I think you got to take, like, horses to get up to his uh, place that he lives at <laughs> and shit. palatial like, estate. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yes, you know, so, you know, we kind of went off, off off topic, but, like, you know, I think my original question to you was, like, as, as far as Lars as a drummer, what do you think about uh, him? Yeah, so... Did he, was he, in, he obviously was an early influence with you. He was. And again, my first, you know, like, holy shit, kind of like, who, who is this band was when I first heard Justice. Yeah. And he was like, really good then. He was tight. You know what I mean? He was good. He was tight. And, uh, you know, he had different beats as opposed to just like that swinging you that know, groove beat, just right. that backbone, you know, nothing. Yeah, yeah. But it's not like him and the and Jason Newstead were grooving on each other. No, they were doing their own thing. Yeah, and um, you know, and then at that point, pretty much like any bands, you kind of look back and listen to the other stuff. So I think at the time when I was first listen, listening to him, I don't even know if I was playing drums yet. So I think I thought he was really good, and then. I even tried to do some of his drum beats mm-hmm. that I couldn't even fathom. Like, right. And I remember distinctly when Load first came out. And they just, uh, I, I can't remember the name of the song, but he's just doing a real simple like two by kick four, on uh, and, and just <laughs> hitting the ride, you know, just. It's like, what happened to Lars? You know, just super simple. And I remember sitting there like, trying to do it like air drum it and i'm like man how does he do it i right. can't even figure oh, really? this out like but it's like nothing it, I, man i wish i can remember the song because he's just doing a simple beat and then he does that real quick snare roll simple beat quick snare roll and it might be one of the unforgiven until maybe it's, until it sleeps until it sleeps yeah, that's, that's it yeah. so like how that just starts i was like how does he get you know how does he do that Yeah, there is a lot of roles in there yeah and so like i said though i wasn't really playing drums at the time like so as i progressed then 
I became more and more like having the attitude of like, this guy kind of sucks. And yeah. As their music progressed, and then as you're kind of listening, you're like, this is pretty boring. But right. to me, the guitars were everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, their sound, you know, just. Because he played an Explorer, right? Like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All ESP, everything they had is ESP, but it was all ESP makes bodies of anything you want, basically. Mm -hmm. So he had the Gibson Explorer and a V, and yeah, yeah, the V and Explorer, and then what Kirk had like the Jackson Randy Rhodes, he had a V, Mm -hmm. and then he had obviously had the standard uh, ESP with the with the like just kind of standard body and. Excuse me, the dinky, what is that, a dinky reverse head yeah, yeah, or whatever? Yeah, yeah, everything's on the bottom, yeah. Yeah, and I think that was based off of that body style. It was like a Jackson guitar kind of looked like. Right. So that was the one he played on the Black Album a ton. Yeah. And he I, had one that looked like a Gibson Les Paul, I think, too. Really? Yeah. I, yeah, I, I wasn't that in tune to what they played. Dude, I, I was they, I big they, into guitars at that time. I was just... <laughs> And I remember he had the Explorer body on that, like, uh, yeah. yeah. I bought a, somebody had taken the, the, uh, um, the Explorer body and it was a bolt on and they took a Jackson neck. Neck, really? And I bought that. Oh, really? When I was younger. And that was like my, I had finally, (laughs) (laughs) I have a guitar that looks like James Hetfield's guitar. Mm -hmm. I mean, I loved that. And the only reason why, I got rid of it. Somebody bought it for me, like, and being a teenager, man, like, when somebody offers you like five hundred bucks, you're like, like, I'm fucking rich. I'm rich. (laughs) I'm rich, bitch. (laughs) So yeah, that's the only reason why I got rid of it. But that sucks. You know, you know, that's how it kind of goes. Like right now, like, no, that sentimentality is a lot more important to me than yeah. I would kick myself in the ass right now. Like, Uh, like, what are you doing? What are you doing? (laughs) We need five hundred bucks for you. You're fine. I know, but. I would say at yeah at my my first real like falling in love with Metallica years yeah I was probably messing around with guitar a little bit more right. than drums. Yeah. Um, so what 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 album were you first uh, introduced to? Like the first thing you heard? Like for me, I can speak of was the Black Album. Like like my mom was a uh, bartender. So I kind of grew up in that bar because she didn't want to pay for a babysitter. Me and my brother would be at the fucking bar. Uh, we, that's why I'm a good pool totally player. Totally cool. That's why I'm You a are pool. a pool shark, man. I, I'm a, like, that's why hey, I'm a good pool uh, player. Let's play some pool. Um, that's you know, funny. Outside of pool, you know, bar, pool tables Whoops are at the bar. some ass in the arcade games. Yep. <laughs> I, and that kind of molded me to the kind of you know, person I am as far as games goes. You know, you know, just to go off a little off topic. That's why I like, I think, the simpler games, like the the retro, the the NES games, the Atari games, like yeah. the Donkey Kongs, the because they're so simple, but they're so hard. So hard. They're easy like, to play, but very, very hard to be really kids, good at. Kids now have no idea, like what games are without like save points. Right. Yeah. <laughs> There's no continue. Like there is There's, no. I mean, you go back. No memory cards. Game or, over. Yeah, done. Start again, bitch. Yeah. I mean, I think it was when PlayStation came out. Oh, the memory the cards. First, yeah. or second one or something. Yeah. I had, I had no memory I, cards. I was like uh, on a new planet with the, yeah. with the memory card. I was like, like, what the oh fuck is God, this? Oh my God, memory cards. Yeah. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, 
<laughs> but you know, you know, back to Metallica, like that was the first. You know, so I was always in the bar, so I was always hearing Pink Floyd and classic rock, and, sure, and, and all that stuff. But I, I literally have a scene in my head when I first heard "Sad but True." I think that was my first Metallica song I ever heard. That <laughs> and it fucking spoke to me. It yeah. fucking spoke to me. I Hell was like, yeah, dude. "What is this?" You know. And I immediately ran to the jukebox. Remember, like, the old CD? It was, like, when CDs first came oh, out. Oh, yeah, for sure. It was, like, a booklet, you know? It's, yeah. like, they're just yeah, flipping flip the CDs. Yeah, flips over. There's, like, yeah. six of them on each page or three <laughs> yeah. of them on each page or whatever. I'm like, what is this? What is this? And I just noticed this black uh, album cover. And you can kind of faintly make out that coiled snake on yeah. it, you know? It was, like, a, a hologram. Or not hologram, but, like, you know, it's, like, tend you have to look in the light to be able to see it. Yeah, yeah. But it was just the black album. And I went there... And I saw every song, and uh, I was in love from there. Like, it was like the birth of my like metal. Yeah, it was my metal birth. You know, oh, like, yeah. I was like, and that's what Metallica means to me. Um, you know, everyone likes to talk shit about Metallica nowadays, and for good reasons and bad reasons. But like, they are responsible for kind of keeping metal alive. You know what I mean? Even in the '90s, even if they even after four yes, albums dude. in. They had that, like, that. say what you will, you know, Bob Rock was the producer, and he made it more poppy and made them billionaires with, with, with that album. Yeah. But the, the way that, that that album, the reach that that album had and the way that he produced it, it, it kind of gave birth to my love of metal music. Yeah, you I want to say, like, it was like... Pantera like Terra and Slayer and, and, all, yeah. and Sepultura and all that stuff. But it, it, it literally was my birth into fucking metal music. Yeah, right off... I think right away that album sold like nine million copies, yeah. like right off the bat. That's unheard of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For, for heavy metal. Yeah. yeah, man. And it just keeps going. I mean, it's who know. It's so many years later. It's still such an active album. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that black album was. I couldn't like, even fathom the number now. It, no, no would have to look it, it up. It sold at least a hundred fucking million. Yeah, units, it's got to be know? insane. I mean, yeah. it's like you look at that. You know, I think we were talking a couple of episodes ago. Well, I forget why, but they were touring with Guns and Roses, and they did that Canadian, uh, oh Canadian, yeah, Canada show. And that's why you know, I hate four Guns people and Roses. Died man. And, <laughs> that's know. why I hate that band, dude. Well, and also they did that. Um, um, I don't know if it was a Monsters or Rock show or a Big Four show, but like they did that show in Russia. And it was like the biggest crowd you've ever seen in your entire yeah. life, just headbanging Metallica. And that's that's one of those visions that I like because how the sound echoes off of from the stage to the yeah. back, you know, and every, it's like a wave of people just yeah. headbanging. Because you literally and, have yeah. the PA that's at in front, and then you'll see like in the middle of the crowd, there'll be another set of like PAs. Right. Just, just so like the back can even hear because they're so full of people so yeah. far away crazy yeah um and that and, and you know i think you know so that was my birth of of metallica you i couldn't know, even sad couldn't even true. imagine playing a show like that oh, dude, i would be, shit my pants like, <laughs> what do i do yeah <laughs> <laughs> so why don't we go? Why don't we start going through a little bit of the you know? Why don't we start going through the albums? Because I've got different feelings about about all of the albums. You know, I'm not again. I'm not going to go past the black album. I really I, do. Yeah. I, I might talk a little bit about. We'll talk about load a little bit. Um, 
not reload and then what was the next one like uh the symphony one they did the uh, snm uh, yeah yeah uh but i don't we're not gonna get that deep into it because this is a retrospective <laughs> of the things that we enjoy <laughs> i want to say Metallica. they even have like an album that i haven't listened to Oh, they have plenty of albums I did not even One of them is with. like, I want to say it's called like Lulu or some crazy shit. Well, and it's, you know, it's because of that fact. Like I was talking about earlier. Yeah, dude, we're going back to We're going back to our roots. We're going, no, you're not. It's, uh, I'm always like, no, oh, you're not. That, and I don't that care. Al- or yeah. that movie thing was, I think was called Through the Never. Through the Never, yeah. Yeah. There was a, there was and, a, a song off the back. Through the Never. Yeah, and then Lulu, yeah, 2011, they put that out. There's a whole, yeah, it's a whole album. Hmm. So, um, why don't we start with Kill 'Em All? And um, I mean, I, I can start by start off by saying, uh, Kill 'Em All is one of those albums where it's almost like a Garage Band album. You know, you think, you know, this, I think it's only eight tracks or something like that. Um, but it's one of those uh, albums that kind of taught me more guitar than I ever thought I would learn from it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, especially the double-picking aspect of it. Like, uh, Jumpin' the Fire is one of my favorite Metallica songs. Yeah. It's my favorite song off of that album, because it's that... Oh, yeah, It's literally fucking super tight. It makes you kind of, as a guitar player, hit that thing and make sure your hand is moving at all times, you know? Makes your hand cramp up. Oh, yeah. Oh my God! Yeah, and it's technically tight, and and um, it, it's a very good song, you know. Uh, and I will say this about Kill 'Em All: like almost all the songs on them are they kind of sound the same, you know. It's like you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's bit. like it's all thrash metal. It's all this. It's all that. But they're all they all have their own little things to it. Like uh, Whiplash is another one of my uh, favorite songs off the album. Whiplash and uh, Jump in the Fire. I think my. My two favorites off of that. Uh, I'm sure Dave if, Mustaine wrote one of those. Yeah, he he. I want to say he wrote all of them because Kirk Hammett well, wasn't. Uh, he 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 did. Well, I'm pretty sure like they used a couple that like he wrote most of the song, but yeah, oh, really? I think the rest is still James and. Yeah, I don't think Kirk wrote anything because when right. they got signed. That's when Red that's Lightning when happened, <laughs> Dave yeah. Mustaine got booted and they brought Kirk in and mm-hmm. that was literally like okay you're in the band uh, right you know. Uh, so yeah, like uh, Whiplash and Jump in the Fire, two my, you know, two of my favorite songs. Check them out, people. They're they're uh, Jump in the Fire. Uh, if you want to work on your guitar fingering, uh, that's a very good song to work on your yeah. uh, fretboard fingering. <laughs> uh, uh, Whiplash. If you want to work on your uh, uh, double picking, learn that song. You know. I just remember like <clears throat> uh, when I was living with uh, my stepdad and stepbrothers. Uh, my older stepbrother had. I don't know if they still make posters like this, but they were like paper posters and they were like kind of half size posters. And he had one hanging up that was like of this devil and blood with a hammer. And I just used to be like so freaked out. <laughs> like, dude, that is like the scariest poster. Not, you know, really didn't say Metallica anywhere on it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just this crazy ass. It was you know, a poster. Was it the Kill 'Em All album cover? It was supposed. Yeah, it was like like it had the skull and like yeah. the sickle on it or well, something. because <clears throat> a lot of that they settled on. So, you know, because they were going to call it like metal up your ass and or, yeah, you know like, shit like that. It's so. like leather and something. I do believe they had a song called know. like leather and something, like something else, you know, yeah. super homoerotic. Yeah. 
Uh, that was good. <laughs> there is a fine line between homoeroticism yeah, and heavy metal. Especially shit. then, because, you know, they still thought, like, you know, Judas Priest yeah, was a man. I was gonna say, a manly man. Rob Halford was Rob a man's man. <laughs> You go through the names of his songs, you're like, I think you kind of would have had an idea if you. <laughs> hey, Rob. <laughs> It's a little too on the nose. Uh, you think yeah. we can name this something? No! No! It's called butt plug up your asses, you fucks! Balls on my chin. Balls on my chin! Okay? It's the most metal thing ever! <laughs> yeah, yeah, there is a fine line between oh uh, homoeroticism and metal, but... Uh, Oh shit! At any rate, uh, but you know we we can yeah like uh, the the posters were actually the Metallica ones were actually fucking awesome. I loved I, I yeah. loved all the album covers. You know, uh, they were original. Uh, they kind of had you know, obviously had a dark tone to them. No one can be. I don't think anyone can be like I was never. Uh, um, what's it? What's what's it? Uh, Iron Maiden, Eddie. You know, like oh yeah, 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 like I never had. I was never a big Iron Maiden fan. But I don't think anyone can beat Megadeth's album covers. Those were the best, dude. <laughs> I loved those, you know. You know what's funny is I, I saw a documentary on them, and he was like, man, some of our <laughs> covers were just dumb as shit. <laughs> <laughs> I loved them. Yeah. It's like a fucking skeleton in sunglasses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like they were Long hand-drawn. Hair. They looked ridiculous, you know. It was just, the stupidest thing I ever seen in my life. The stupidest thing <laughs> Um, but kill them all, kill them all. What, uh, what, what, what do you remember? I don't know if, uh, you know, I don't know if like I can really name favorites on it. Uh, definitely like, was it, uh, search and destroy? That was on Red Lightning. And, uh, no, that was, uh. Seek and destroy? Seek, yeah. Search and seek and destroy. Oh, seek and destroy, that's That was right. Red Lightning. No, no, let's kill them all. Oh, Jesus. You're going to make me do this? I will. prove you wrong? You're going to be mad when I'm right. No. I don't even like to hold <laughs> this much because oh, I'm scared shit, that I'm wrong. I stand corrected. Damn right. I stand corrected. <laughs> Good Lord. I call myself so like a that Metallica fan. That song was like my the first song I had tried to play guitar to. Yes. Yeah, I agree. That was, that was one of the first things. So I was like playing that a lot, trying to like learn that one but you know i just as much as probably people don't want to hear it the first three albums are not my favorite really albums like, wow that is that justice is, is the pinnacle is, metallica is, album for me it is my favorite nobody could ever tell me otherwise like it is the my musicianship favorite. the anger it's it's beyond like you know you know i'm not a drummer but you are a drummer. Put that shit down. Uh, Tony's on his fucking phone right I now. I muted it. Cock-sucking motherfucker. Um, but I agree with you. I'm not a drummer, but like the drums on that album is what kind of sealed it for me. Yeah. Um, they're super tight. They're super unique. Like he has weird breaks in certain things yeah. uh, on that album. And like there are parts where you're almost like, I think he shouldn't have played that. Right. Yeah. But you're like, yeah. it sounds like I was saying, though. like man, I, I, that drum, there's, there's this one drum beat. I think it's on the song "And Justice for All," where he's like. <laughs> Most people can't understand <laughs> drum parts. 
I know this is a good pod for everybody. It's not good, dude. <laughs> it's like trying to show a video and yeah, say, it, hey. <laughs> uh, maybe we can bring it bring it up. Okay, so go back to Seeking the Story because I agree with you. That was like one of my first, you know, guitar songs from Metallica because it's got that unique, you know, sound to it. You're like, all right, I think I can try and learn yeah. that. It's 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 like it's borderline. You think you can play it if you don't know how to play guitar, and also. If you play guitar, you know that song. You know at least that one riff. That yeah. <laughs> you really love that song. I do, dude. Dude, I tell you, like, so some people might do this too, and I don't recommend ever doing it because sometimes it's just too much. But I went out and bought Justice. You know, the second like I was introduced to it, and knowing that there was three other albums prior mm-hmm. i buy four albums you bought four albums <laughs> you know just you bought, I bought the one i wanted and then bought the other three. Oh, no shit so what happens is you fall in love with the one you bought and then you just kind of go back and go back and maybe listen to these ones right and kind of forget for about those ones and well kill them all was that way for me because yeah the black album was the first one i found and then justice was the second one that i got and then Master of Puppets was, you know, everyone will, can you know, I, I, I arguably say it was their best album. Um, but a lot of people love Master, Master of Puppets. Puppets. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, arguably it is their best album uh, because they still had Cliff Burton. Um, they didn't have like he didn't he wasn't super stylized in that one like like he was in uh, Ride the Lightning because there was a lot of uh, standout parts in, in Ride the Lightning for me. Uh, where Cliff Burton kind of shined through his bass and it kind of showed his, like, it wasn't Anesthesia on that album? Or was that on Kill 'em All? That's the one that he does. It's the bass solo. He's got the wah wah pedal on it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. That's a good. And I learned to play that. Like, that was another one of those things. Like, really? I, you know, because, you know, the first four strings on your guitar are essentially a bass, you know, a bass guitar. And yeah, when so you just... watch him play, I mean, plays like a guitar player right like, with his fingers you right know, just... it's it, 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 it's super you know technical and you know he uses the bass he's the, the whole reason ability. why they even moved to san francisco like oh really yeah they said he was like you know i'll join your band but i'm not leaving san francisco I ain't going no fucking way you're gonna have to come here and they were like here we come all right well ain't nothing in la for us but a bunch of poser uh, 80s right, uh, yeah, hair, metal hair metal shit, shit. Mm-hmm. so um but yeah, like uh, yeah, we were talking about uh, anesthesia. Yeah, I I've learned to play pretty much all of that song, except for the super distorted part at the end. You know, uh, on my guitar. You know, I like when uh, uh, Rob Trujillo like does he it does now. it. Yeah, he does it. Oh now. wow! But he does put his own you know I think spin I, on it. I think I bit. looked. I, I like I I didn't do I didn't want to go a whole lot of prep for this episode. And that's why I didn't look, but I think I did see the Rob Trujillo anesthesia yeah. pulling teeth. It's really uh, good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> From what I remember, dude, and, and that's why I like fucking this retro stuff that we're doing. You know, it, it, it brings up, you know, great memories. It, it brings up, you know, thoughts of, uh, you know, can you imagine like recreating that first point when you decided to play the drums? Or decided to start learning guitar, or deciding to love something. Yeah, you know that's why I like doing this because, like, you 
it, it's impossible to recapture that, <laughs> but it's it's very enjoyable to to reminisce. Especially over now it. that I'm an old fogey. Exactly. <laughs> um, so we got, we got Kill 'Em All. Seek and Destroy is off of Kill 'Em All. I don't know why I thought it was on Ride the Lightning. Um, right. So that I'll was our first name. album. That was the you know the birth of thrash metal essentially because I don't think like there was any other. I don't think there was... Are we paying for commercials? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fuck you, Squarespace. <laughs> but uh, if you want to advertise on our podcast, uh, give me a call. <laughs> Shoot me an email. <laughs> um, but was were they the first thrash metal band? Like, because Slayer no, well, was there. Um, obviously, they have their influences. And when you hear yeah, their influences... Yeah, it's weird. I've gone down that rabbit weird hole. I've gone down the, the Metallica. <laughs> we love Venom. Who the fuck is Venom? Like... <laughs> And you go down there, like this band sucks. Yeah, <laughs> some of them are terrible. Yeah, yeah. They all, they all, they all have said Motorhead, and, and I'm not a big Motorhead fan. But like, those are like the more like even commercial ones. It, it, yeah, the ones that you're like, I have never heard of them. Right. They're a, a big into like the England. Yes. Because they felt it's like, like that's where stuff. it started. It was, was like, like post punk, yeah. English rock, yeah, or heavy metal or whatever. Yeah, if you have SiriusXM, they have a channel ever so often. I will they come never on, listen to that. <laughs> and basically, they play Metallica, and then mix it with live shit and, mm-hmm. and 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 whatever. And then like somebody like Lars will come on, and he'll be like, oh, really? "Hey, uh, you know, th- this is a big influence to me." And he'll explain the next band and why he loves them. And yada yada, right. and then that band plays. You right. know what I mean. And then all of a sudden, James will come on and do the same thing. And okay, so well, well that makes sense. It's, it's it's pretty cool, but yeah, whenever you hear like yeah. one of those what? songs, you're like, God, this is terrible. Like, and justice for all came from this. Yeah, <laughs> no, it didn't. <laughs> well, it's like you know, with we were talking about, you know, we had that episode with Corn. Like their big thing was Faith No More. They had a, they were Faith No More was a big influence on. Uh, uh, a corn, really? Yeah, yeah, because they were like a funk type, yeah. you know, rock band. You know, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I know you don't like it, but I do like it, and and that's why I like. You know, you can Faith you can, No More has like a couple of songs that I either like slash or listen or to can tolerate. Yeah, can tolerate. Yeah. Well, it's like a lot. I you can put Red Hot Chili Peppers in that in that vein too, because they're kind of funky type rocks type stuff yeah. too. And there's a certain kind of cat that likes them. I like the Red Hot Chili. I know you hate them, probably. But no way. What are you talking about? Well, I you're a big chili fan for... that had nothing but chilies. Oh, really? Yeah. No way. I didn't know that. Yeah, dude. Right on. I like chili peppers. <laughs> I can dig them. I don't play I... in that band anymore because they're all in Wisconsin. But uh, okay. But yeah, I like the funk. Funky motherfucker. I dig me some uh, chili peppers. What was funny about that cover band on a side note is like it could not be easier for me to play Chad Smith shit while everybody struggled playing those bass lines, those crazy ass (laughs) guitar lines, those crazy ass vocals. And I'm just back there just grooving like no big deal. I got to do. I collect my paycheck. (laughs) Everyone's fucking up and you're just like sitting back. Yep. Four four baby, nice yeah. and easy. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. So, uh, so Kill 'Em All. Any other thoughts on Kill 'Em All? It was one of those. No. It was one of those uh, albums that I had to kind of go back to and, and research. And yeah, again, Whiplash and uh, Jump in the Fire are to my 
favorite songs off of that album. Like Jump in the Fire, it's got good finger work, Whiplash. You want to learn some double picking? Play some fucking Whiplash by Metallica off of Kill 'Em All. Yeah. Yeah, I would just say, like, uh, you know, from the note of, like, Lars, you know, the drumming's terrible. You can kind of tell he's, or not the drumming, but the sound. The it drum just sound oh, yeah, is kind of terrible. It, and, is te- it is a terrible recording. You know? <laughs> yeah, Even the mastered just, uh, fucking copy of it, it's like, God. Yeah, you can like, remaster you, that a thousand times over. Are you guys over, in the fucking middle matter. of the street? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that just shows, like, you know, what what studios have turned into now. Now somebody can record an amazing recording in their bedroom. Or their fucking basement? Basement? <laughs> what? I'm not in my basement. <laughs> well, I mean, that, it is my basement. It's not my mom's basement, I'll say that. It's not my basement. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So their second album, um, their follow-up to uh, Kill Em All, which, like, again, I'm not you know doing any research on that. I want to say it was obviously had to be super successful. In the California thrash metal scene, you know, they had to have, like, this word about them, like, oh, he's fucking seen this, this band Metallica, you know? Uh, so they put out a second album, uh, Ride the Lightning. Yeah. Now, this is when... It's still in the vein of, uh, of Kill Em All, uh, as far as I'm concerned. Like, it's like I put these kind of album, these two albums together, that meaning that yeah, the recording wasn't very good. A lot of the songs sound the same. They're almost Slayer-like, you know, like with almost every song sounds the same. It's, they have the same beats. It's like... Sure, uh, sure. You know, you know, super simple drums, or not super simple, but you, you know what I mean. But like, you know, drums. But you know, the one thing that made this album different than everything. No, tell me. Fade to black. Fade to black. Yes. Fade That's to black. where haters came. Yeah. Oh, really? Because when thrash metal heard yeah. fade to black, is that fuck you? To, to them, that just meant they were. This was their like. You know, hair metal bands always have like a rock song, a ballad. and then they put in a ball, rock, yeah, yeah, ballad, and then they, that that's their their ingredients. You know, one rock song on a stage with that yeah, looks like it's song. in a, a yeah, that, that look. <laughs> they got a stripper song, they got a ballad, and something that your mom can like. Yeah, no, <laughs> <laughs> something in a like a giant stadium. You right, know, that's always like one of another song. They right, do. Oh, it's, a, it's a Bon Jovi method. Yeah, yeah. so. Basically, this is what made a lot of fans kind of like, off, what like, is this? Right. You're not Slayer. You're yeah, this other Why are band. you singing? Right. Right. They yeah, don't want exactly. that. Why are you singing? That's definitely. But then, on the other hand, you're also gaining tons of fans. Yep. Yep. Because then it's like, well, what is this? You need that widespread. They're deal. like. But I don't see that, you know, I, I get it. I, I, I get what you're saying about that, and I completely agree with it. Um, but I don't get the fan base saying, what the F is this? Like, no, I mean, it still has some rock and fucking solo in there. I know, and... man, but this was the time, man. People were dumb. So, yeah, Ride the Lightning. Favorite songs off of that. You want me to list the, uh, the songs on there? Yeah, I mean, Fight honestly, Fire with Fire. You yeah, that that, that's... that's a good one. For whom <laughs> the bell tolls. Re- <laughs> Yeah, that's a very so, iconic one. Yeah, that's trapped a great under one. ice, ride the lightning, of course. I think which one was it was on the Rock Band game. I want to say it was trapped under ice, or maybe it was ride the lightning. I forget. Escape. There was only eight tracks. Call of Cthulhu. That was one yeah. that I learned on guitar. You know, because it's just that instrumental song at the end of at the end of the album. Call of Cthulhu. Call of Cthulhu. <laughs> I hear it in oh, a creeping Indian death. name. Creeping Call of death. Call of Cthulhu. 
Creeping Death, that's another great song. Uh, yeah. Call of Cthulhu. But yeah, Call of Cthulhu was, uh, you know, one of those songs that everyone had to learn on guitar, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's it's actually it's, I don't want to say it's easy be, just because um, but like it's, it's it was easy to learn and kind of you know your, your hand on the on the neck you didn't have to move a whole lot you just had to kind of you know, move it here move it there move it there move it there and, and then you're good you're good um, but yeah Red Lightning a lot of good songs on that Fight Fire with Fire Ride the Lightning For Whom the Bell Tolls Fade to Black one of their most iconic songs uh, Trapped Under Ice Escape Creeping Death and The Call of Cthulhu uh, very good album, uh, very influential. Like I said, Fade to Black got his kind of in the ether. Jump in the fire, <laughs> jump in the fire. That's uh, yeah, that's kill them all. I why are you why are you backtracking, Brad? Dude, I know I heard it in my head. I could have sworn I heard you say it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but good album. Uh, very uh, every so often you'll hear one of these songs on like a movie, and you're like, ooh, yeah. metal. <laughs> you know what I mean? Metal. Simple tour is like that with me. I think I was watching uh, Talladega Nights, and I was like, "Oh shit, uh, dead embryonic cells!" <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> Those are great. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So then we go to uh, Master of Puppets, which you know, arguably is uh, one of their most, or is their most iconic album. Uh, they got uh, obviously the Master of Puppets, and you know, I, I'm gonna keep talking about this band uh, because they're very influential in my guitar playing you know when you first start playing guitar it's like well at least my progression was nirvana you learn come as you are you know that's your first song that you ever learn it's <laughs> yeah and then once you kind of you know depending on the type of player you are you know if you master that then you kind of learn the rest of that album and you kind of you know move on to the rest of Nirvana stuff, but um, when you want to kind of move up your game, you move on to Metallica. That's kind of like like the natural progression. Yeah, you don't quite go to Dimebag. You don't go to Pantera. You know, you dude. Go to, you good go to luck. Metallica. If you think you can go to Pantera after good Nirvana, luck. No, you ain't you ain't going to Pantera after Nirvana. No, you uh, need YouTube and everything to show you how to play that shit. You need a fucking shit. nun standing next to you with a ruler in her hand, yeah. slapping your hand every single yeah. time. Yeah. Good good luck figuring out the tunings yeah, per yeah. guitar. It, it, it ain't just drop D. It yeah. ain't just drop D. He's got multiple tunings. Yeah, exactly. So, um, Master of Puppets was that like next album yeah. uh, that you could learn. It has all those iconic uh, songs on it, like... I know you and I both uh, love uh, Damage Incorporated. That's, uh, I think, my favorite song off of that. Oh, yeah, dude. See, you know, I'm still new to the podcast game, so um, I don't know how much uh, we can actually play for you guys. Um, I can just say fuck it and just, just start playing things. <laughs> you know? Well, you know. <laughs> Most people... Um, <laughs> but everyone knows Master of Puppets, uh, you know, and that's one of those songs. And, and it's a very unique song guitar playing wise, where it's like you have that opening part that's, you know, its own thing. And then you have the second part that, that its own thing. And then that the rest of the song is kind of its own thing. It's like, you know, got it. I wish I could just, you know, I'll just play it. <laughs> we'll play a little Master of Puppets. Uh, and yeah, just from a guitar playing aspect. 
It's like, yeah, the, the, the opening part is one thing. Then the next part, it's like you got to work some double picking in there. You got to you gotta do, do some pretty hard fingering. And it's like you got to put your fingers super hard, you know, next to, next to each other. And it, it's not an easy thing to do. Listen to that guitar tone, man. It's fucking it's beautiful, dude. Yeah. It's very the shit good. they do, like when you start watching documentaries, like a year and a half, it shows like their studio work. What they do to get those that guitar tone right. is insane, man. Multiple mics, different different amps. They they encase them in stuff. You know what I mean? Right. Just and how can you not listen to that and just be like, fuck yeah. You know, yeah. like that's why most most people they they hear that guitar and it's just that's Metallica. Re- right. You, that, you can't replicate no, that. That's it. And then and it's super fast picking and like <laughs> off time a little bit, you know? And it, it, it's good stuff, man. Dude, when I moved in with my wife, like, you know, before we were married, you know, my now stepdaughters, they love this album, dude. Dude, it's an awesome fucking album. I would album. turn it on, you'd see two little girls just headbanging into the shit, dude. It's great, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They love this and, like, Dio and shit like that. Oh, Dio. That's weird. <laughs> I, had... I had a fun... I had... <laughs> Uh, again, I think I brought... Have been cranking know, in their bathroom while they're showering. I stuff. think I might have brought Mike, Mike Zaleski earlier, but RIP Mike Zaleski. He was a fucking liar. And, well, maybe. <laughs> maybe. I never called him out of him, but the, several people allegedly called him out. He's like, I can play Leopard Messiah on guitar. And I'm like, no, you can't. He's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I can. <laughs> like, he never showed it to anybody. Because it's, it, it's this weird off-time song that it's it's just weird. It, to be able to play it, it's just odd you know no why don't we play a little bit that's what they do best man do 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 why don't we play a little leper messiah here oh yeah One thing that always drove me crazy, too, this is just another side side note that drove me crazy about Lars, is he has, well, (laughs) (laughs) he has, like all drummers, a set of hi-hats that he just lets them sit on top of each other, and instead of cracking apart open, so if you just hear it, it's just, it kills it you know every hit on it you're just getting a dead note in between every because they're not opening or sizzling or any it's just like it's just so he he controls his hi-hats just with his terrible and and his foot and (laughs) you know he's got a little you know lift that if you close it it's meant to like pop it open so he has the damn thing on there <laughs> where he can open it. it, he just refuses to use it. Ugh. Like you fucking asshole. Yeah, man. Use your foot. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, Leopard Messiah. That's a, that's a, it's an odd song, but a good song. It's and like, then Vinnie Paul's the opposite of that. 
Oh, he's just rest in peace. His is so far open. (laughs) So even when he's hitting it, they're almost not even touching each other. They're like barely the edges because they're so far apart. Can you imagine if he's not hitting it and how much he's got to hit that thing? Drive me crazy, dude. Uh, Battery. A very good song. Like this album album is a very good album. Battery. Master of Puppets, The Thing That Should Not Be, Sanitarium, another one of those guitar songs that you learn, you know. But uh, this is also like a different Metallica. It like is. Even though this is... Justice is my favorite album, this doesn't sound anything like Justice. No, it doesn't. This doesn't even sound like the same type of music. See, and I think that's you know the good thing about Metallica, and I don't know the producers or what, what, what happened behind the scenes uh, when they did Justice, but it's almost like Justice went back to their fucking roots, like literally went back to their fucking roots and just released a fucking thrash metal album, you know? like Yeah, I mean, I kind of agree. I also think that they, I mean, look at the song difference. Every song is like seven, ten minutes long. Right, yeah. So that's like a real progressive style yeah. that they take these guitar parts and like just lengthen them out and then add multiple guitar parts with no vocals and right. just there's like, no rhyme or reason to any song yeah i yeah. mean they really you know they experimented in a metal way that is very acceptable they didn't go from you know master of puppets to load if right. they had done something like that that's completely unacceptable right just as much as it was from the Black Album to that. Right. But, but at least from the link. Black Album to that, you got a little bit more like, hey, we're commercial we here. Mm-hmm. We're still commercial, but we're just getting older. It's like right. seven years right. later. We're, yeah, yeah. We're, try, we're trying to secure our <laughs> retirement here. Yeah, okay. but here they're like angry thrash. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so going to Justice, that that's even, again, why people didn't really like Justice because... See, I don't get that. I don't. I don't get that either. I don't get it at all. Why people don't like Justice? That's my one like <laughs> thing that I dislike. Because a lot, even when some people talk about Metallica, they just go right from puppets to Black Album. Really? I they almost never that. even include. I love that. Album. That's my <laughs> favorite album. Like I don't yeah. understand it. I don't understand it. I like, think it's looked at almost like Jar of Flies from Alice in Chains. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, it's no longer grunge. It's not like a... It's an experimental album. It's experimental. There's less songs. It's kind of like different, you know. Okay. That's the best way I could... But it makes it none better. I think for that band, Jar of Flies is amazing. Fucking A, dude. I love Alice in Chains. You know me. And we're going to do an episode on Alice in Chains. Uh, It's my literal favorite band of all time. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I just don't get the fucking... The hate on... And, and and justice like that's like yeah, we're gonna talk about here in a second because it. it is the next album um drives me crazy but yeah i i don't <laughs> understand that at all so we can both agree that uh almost every song like i can't say it's their first int- instrumental but metallica's got some good instrumental songs call of cthulhu very good instrumental song uh orion on the master of puppets album very good uh, I love the sound of it. You know, it's, yeah. they, they, they fuck with the effects a, a bit. And I'm trying to remember what, when the one, because uh, there's one on Justice also. Yes, I think it's, um, don't tell me, don't tell me. Um, don't tell me what it is. Uh, is this commercial going to tell you? 
No, but it's but it's got the same guitar structure as Fade to Black. I think it's uh, the Frayed Ends of Sanity. Yeah, Frayed Ends of... No, Frayed Ends of hey, Sanity. No. Hear them calling. Oh. Is that an instrumental? To Live is to Die. To Live is to Die. That's the one. That's yeah. it. Okay. Because it's got the same guitar part as Fade to that Black. That is it. And what makes that even more badass, which takes it to my favorite song on Justice, Dyer's Eve. Dyer's Eve. That's a very that good is, song. That mm-hmm. is... I think that's their best album they've ever done, or that best song is that song is the best they've ever. See, I, I love, like I like <laughs> that. May be a stupid comment, well, but it is. Uh, I don't know what song. I, I don't it's, remember. It's the, so that angry, song. but this and is fast and vicious. Is it the dear mother, dear father? Yes, dude. Okay, okay. <laughs> That's a good one. I like it. You have put me through. Believe a DC Yeah, dude. It is my life for you. I'm going to kick the table over. (laughs) (laughs) But this song, Orion, it's different. This is not a Metallica song. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is not heavy. It's not fast. It's not anything. I remember so many days just chilling in my room, getting ripped, listening to this song, dude. Like... Yeah. This is just a song that you can just bob your head to oh, yeah, the dude. entire time. It's a, I think Metallica is underrated in their instrumentals. You know, they've got some great instrumentals on Call of Cthulhu, Orion, uh, To Live Is To Die. I am not that I uh, don't enjoy them as much as music with vocals, but I'm always curious, like. These could have been songs that had right. vocals. Like, what is you know it? Better that, than me. You're a fucking band. Well, what, it, was it, what is it that makes? <laughs> Why didn't a, they have lyrics? A band decide to go? No, no, no lyrics. This stands on its own. Yeah, maybe that's I what it know. is. Like, no, I think this song can stand on its own. Stand on its own, and we just release it as an instrumental. I mean, I can, I, understand. I can play music, and you're a semi-pro music uh, musician, so it's like you'd know better than I would. Like, I understand what, what, what doing, be, what, like, what, an intro, like, okay, let's do, like, a three-minute, you know, thing where it's no music, and then it goes into a song. Sorry. <laughs> I got a headbang. I got a headbang. <laughs> yeah, that little off-time thing that he does there, I like that. God damn it! <laughs> Throws me off every time. <laughs> I'm all thinking, I know how this goes. <laughs> yeah. That's why I like Lars. That cuts he does, in he, like that? Oh, he, yeah, and he goes right back in. and yeah, That's why I like Lars. He's, he's, he's a good fucking drummer. Anyone talk shit about him, it's probably just, you know, filtering their anger through some other outlet or whatever, you know? Like, <laughs> they hate him because of Napster. They hate him because of this. They hate him because of that. But he was, he was an accomplished drummer. It's like, just a little shit like that. It's like, that is his own, you know? It's like, that's his own. I'm like, how many original, you know, you tell me. Like, how many original parts like that do you have where you can say, that's Tony Bruno. Like, that's Tony Bruno's drumming. Me? Yeah. Oh, shit. You'd have to ask somebody else, yeah. man. You got you gotta sign a good... Uh... What is your signature song? Because I haven't listened to your band, this is like your original band, in a long time. Like any of your original stuff. Like I've heard you're obviously you're you're an accomplished drummer, but like what is your? Wh- Let me turn this. Shit off. 
We're just like fucking rocking out with it. <laughs> yeah. This is just talk loud. The music. Yeah, no, we can Keep just going. fucking put Metallica the yeah, entire fuck time. Fuck this. Turn it uh, off. Let's just listen to Metallica. <laughs> but yeah, do you have like a signature thing that you do in your drumming? Well, you know, I mean, that you, like that you, only you would know. Like because you know, no, there's setting a beat, and then there's like I threw this in there. There, I have, I, well, I mean, like, it's I do that all over with my mm -hmm. like cover bands. Yeah. So because like if you got a rage song, that it's you're already playing. something that's formed. Right. You just throw and your then little, I put mm -hmm. my thing on it. Mm -hmm. So, but I don't well, have anything where like give the audience an example of that. Like, um, what's the most famous song that you throw? Uh, your own little thing into well my one cover band right now is doing all 80s synth oh my god yeah but the difference in all of it Romeo is Void? like <laughs> the difference in all of it is like i do my drumming to it okay so i keep like semi-form so this way people know what song it is the guitar player kind of goes like distortion and makes like a meaner okay. guitar sound. And then I just kind of play, I'll add like double bass to it or like rolls or whatever it takes. To, that means nothing to me to or to the up. audience. If you're playing Killing in the Name of, what do you do to that to make that your own? How did I say that wrong? Like you're playing '80s synth. That means nothing to me. No, <laughs> no. '80s. Most synth? people understand that. Well, I understand it, but I'm like, okay, '80s synth can mean flock of, flock of seagulls or crowded house or tears. Yes, for fears all or... whatever. Just that's fine. Yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Anything what do you do from the '80s like... that had synthesizer in it. Yeah. Okay. Stuff that like Let's drunk girls on. will dance to. Let's uh, <laughs> drunk girls will dance to. I, yeah, I, I can dig that. All right. Well, the, the, let's move on from there. Uh, can we agree that Master of Puppets? I, I know we can agree that Master of Puppets is like obviously it's it's a lot of people's favorite album. It's not my favorite album. It's not your favorite album, but it's got a lot of very good songs on there. Damage Incorporated, Battery. It opens up with Battery. Uh, Master of Puppets, oh, yeah. the song, it's, it's, that's kind of pretty iconic. You know, you see it in a lot of movies. Um, Sanitarium, Welcome Home, that's a, a good guitar song to start learning. And again, it's that, you know, second fret, fourth fret uh, Metallica kind of pattern that they do with Fade to Black and uh, To Live Is To Die and uh, a couple other things. Orion is a very good, uh, uh, This album too always reminds me of like, uh, when I was much younger and I worked... I worked at Walmart uh, for a brief moment, and I used to drive, uh, I think it was my stepdad's, like, old Plymouth van, oh, caravan, <laughs> and, uh, you know, it was only tape deck, tape deck days back then. Oh, yeah. So, uh, I had this, uh, yeah, Master of Puppets tape that was basically only in it at all times. Like, that was it. It was the Master of Puppets van. Yeah, and uh, our, our I remember car. going there. There was a McDonald's in front of the Walmart that I worked the at. Ones? You got damn right. <laughs> <laughs> I used to get a 20-piece of nugs, <laughs> listen to Master of Puppets, <laughs> going did to work. Did it. <laughs> Rocking out eating nuggets. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Let me get honey mustard and barbecue. Both, uh, both of them. <laughs> both. <laughs> Fucking Metallica. See, see, that's why we go by. We, we go through the ages because it's not just a Metallica podcast. We go 
all over the fucking yeah, place. Yeah, all over the place. <laughs> um, so the next album, like, yeah, we both love Damage Incorporated, Battery, Disposable Heroes. That, well, I guess, too, I we got to bring up, too, like, that this is when Cliff died and when they were on tour for yes. this, you know, album. Yeah, but I don't think we set that up. So the original lineup of um, uh, Metallica was James Hetfield, uh, Lars Ulrich. They started the band. Uh, Dave Mustaine was their original guitarist. He later was uh, booted from the band and uh, formed Megadeth. Uh, again, we can do another episode. And then there was, uh, there was a different bass player, too. There was a... I forget, it's like, I forget his name. It starts with like a Ron McKelvey yeah, yeah, or something. Something like that. Something like that. Yeah, it was, a, it was a different bass player. But then Cliff Burton joined the band. His name is Forever Kicking Himself in the Ass. Oh, because he, he was a stupid drunk. <laughs> he could have been a billionaire. But yeah. So just stayed in yeah. Metallica. You and then they were an LA band that moved to San Francisco for yes. Cliff. So then that was the after giving rid of Dave on the way to San Francisco yeah. mm-hmm. and giving him the Greyhound boot back to LA when they arrived there. Yeah. Didn't they just wake him up and they said, woke You're him gone. up? Said, "Here you go. You're here's too much of a here's drunk. a ticket." Yeah. Because they were fun drunks, and he was... He was an angry an drunk. An angry drunk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember that. And... Which was, just a, which was a fucking shame, because, you know, look at... You know, say what you want about Megadeth. It's like, they went on to... He went on to start him, but you can... I don't know if you watched that. that, though, yeah. Did you watch that, some kind of monster I've seen a lot of, like... Uh, like, interviews with him, and him just... He's yeah, super, yeah. He's super bitter about it. Oh, like, no, yeah, he, yeah. He doesn't let it go. Always like, has been. Yeah. Yep. He's like, I could have been, you know, this guy, but, you know... That, I, no matter I, what su- you can success see both he got, sides. it wasn't... It, it was just never wasn't enough, enough to... Yeah. You, you can see both sides of it, too, because it's like, hey, I'm a fucking great guitar player. I formed this other fucking big fucking five band, or big four band, outside of you assholes, and you're still fucking treating me like I'm a... I'm an asshole, you know. Like I can see. Well, he always, he always took it as like, no matter how successful like one of my albums would get, then Metallica would put out one that, you know, yeah, just sold out three <laughs> just times. Just dwarfed they, it, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And like, so that's bitter too, you know, because he just seems like he can't get the success yeah. that they have. He's always chasing. He's always he's always chasing. chasing. And I don't know if to this day, I think he's come to terms a lot more now but uh yeah on so. that on some kind of monster yeah that he he has that talk with Lars but he's he's a little upset because James wasn't there I think he was in rehab yeah so he's like, like fuck how can we kick James out he's man? like well <laughs> he's like this is all nice and all but the one major person that should be here isn't here so yeah. how are we going to get through this yeah it ain't happening it ain't happening so I think that's why it still went on for a while, and that's why I feel bad for uh, Dave Mustaine because he had his demons early in his career, and he got booted oh, from yeah. the biggest band, one of the biggest bands on the planet. Yeah, formed another band that is you know, arguably one of the biggest, like they're one of the big four, you know. Yeah, they get that name for a reason. Right. It's not just they didn't just give it to them. It's like so. What would you rather have? It's like obviously the riches and, and all this stuff of Metallica, but I mean, Megadeth has more of an underground fan base like you know what i mean like they they've got that cred you know they got that street cred if you will you know like they yeah if you're a megadeth fan and you know megadeth you know you know that's like a little you know underground club that you got but my mom likes metallica (laughs) you know what i mean which would you rather have be rich and your mom liking uh, or the stranger's mom liking liking your band or would you rather have that 
be somewhat rich and uh, you know have that street cred. Yeah, because even though they like their first few albums, you know they were struggling still. Mm-hmm. You know, so it wasn't like Metallica where they dropped that one album and it like between that one and the second one they were already becoming like headliners and right. huge they were rocket theaters they're you know playing at that time and then when master came out it was just like boom they're gigantic now yeah. nobody can stop them yeah um but yeah what, what 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 would you rather you're a musician like what would you rather have would you rather be the underground street cred guy that's semi rich or would you be well, uh, the guy that, uh, you know, uh, your nephew's You know, if you were likes, to look back at it, like, sister likes. <laughs> you know, if future me were to look back at it, I'd want to be more like Megadeth just because of the shit that Metallica also goes through. Yeah. Not just saying, not just going by facts of like, you know, their albums sold this much or, you know me and my family like this album and i remember this it's more like you know you brought up earlier that napster thing that yeah. killed them man. yeah it did like, it look like little bitches it looked mm-hmm. bad yeah you know? lars especially you know lars especially because he is like the businessman of that oh band. yeah he's got millions of dollars worth of art so and, really you know, he just kind of like takes control of like the best interests and maybe spouts off at the mouth prior to maybe thinking or going over it with the other guys. And so I'm sure that Napster thing, he just yeah, kicked it off with anger. And then, mm. then they just kept rocking. I saw like, uh, they even made like commercials, you know, oh, really? making fun of like Napster and shit. No way. And, yeah. And Lars like acted in one. It was stupid as fuck. Like I didn't, I've never seen it. It was those. so weird. I had never seen Like I had just, you know, I've seen like all the documentaries and everything I can, but I ran across a couple of weird things. They were like, Connected they're like fan it. packages. And, oh, it's like a VIP access. Yeah, to, and um, like so, somebody like put together these little fan packs, and like you know, Lars talks to the camera. He's like, "Oh, we put this together. It's some of us practicing or just random footage." Mm-hmm. So I watched one of those random footage things, and yeah, that <laughs> that Napster thing came up, and it would. It just looked bad, dude. Yeah, it looked well, real it, bad. Well, it has to because you know they're obviously million, you know, multi-millionaires bitching about, you know, people sharing their video, you know, their music online, you know. But I, but I also understand a part of what. Lars yeah, is I was going to say, like, but I'll be the one guy raising my hand like, saying, "Nope, you ain't stealing my fucking." Music. I understand. I created this, you motherfucker. I understand yeah. you think Lars is a bitch for this, but five years from that point. Lars was a hundred percent right. Yeah. The music industry has a hundred percent changed. It's tanked. Yeah. Metal bands now. Good luck. No. Yeah. You. I mean, even if you get signed, you're just showing mm-hmm. off at a stage in front of people. Right. Try and live off touring. Live off, live yeah. off the money you get. Yeah. You can't. Yeah. I mean, there the music are industry is very few bands that even got some kind of like good signing bonus or some kind of like Actual. large chunk of money t- to live off of and do did, the album. Did where... you see that uh, documentary that I think Lamb of God kind of produced? Uh, it was like working American American band or something like that. Yeah. Where they kind of got went through like what, <clears throat> what it takes to actually be a working metal band these days. Yeah. 
Um, and it's you not get, easy, you, man. Yeah, you, you literally get a loan from the a record company that you know signs you, yep. you and then you have, to, you have to pay it all back. All you of know, it. through merch, through uh, touring dates. Through, That's why you pay that thirty shit. bucks for a T-shirt. Yeah, yeah. Sixty bucks for a hoodie. Right. That's why. That's exactly right. And they set that up that way. And then when say they have fucked. other bands opening for them, they have to match their pricing. So, like, say my band opens for, you know, whatever sign band. If their T-shirts are 30 bucks, and normally I sell my T-shirts for 10 mm-hmm. I have to sell them for 30 Really? Who the hell wants a $30, a $30 no-name local band right. T-shirt? That's like, nobody. Yeah. Music but injury is fucked right it now. It is you know? with, really screwed. With the streaming, Spotify fucked it up, YouTube fucked it up, uh, you know... I mean, I love you, YouTube, but uh, and, well, I you're mean, Spotify, and with the, you know, the music entry is fucked. Yeah, they pay like a third of a penny per like play. Yeah, I know? read something like it's someone, ridiculous. Someone on Twitter put out like how many streams you need to ha- to make a dollar. I think it was like T Pain. It was like T Pain or somebody, some rapper like that. Yeah, he's like Spotify, YouTube, blah blah blah. You know, had to listen to them all, and it's like YouTube was actually. I want to say it was one of the best ones. It was like 253 streams. I believe it, yeah. 253 streams in order to make a dollar, you know. And then all the rest of them was like a thousand. And Napster, Napster was, you know, I I didn't know Napster was still around, but Napster is still one of the best ones where it's like, it was only like 150 streams. You get a buck, you know, something like that. I didn't that. know Napster was still around either. <laughs> Neither did I, but yeah, I think it was T-Pain. <laughs> Check it on Twitter. Like, look up that, uh, look up that screen, screenshot, people, to see exactly what these artists make. And, you know, for all the hate that Lars gets, he does have a very good point about um, people what... People are stealing, basically, is yeah, how he stealing. put it. And I, I would also like to say to people, if you like your artists, do not steal their music. Do not, you know, go on YouTube and, and stream it. Do, you know, don't go to the streaming. Buy their album. You, know, yeah. you don't have to go to their shows, but buy their album. It, it really does help out the, help out the artists. And... Yeah. Uh, uh, it, it sets you a, a apart from the rest of the leeching public, you know. You that's know, why a lot of artists, artists are trying to like, they basically, you know, put out a single at a time. Yeah. Because the amount of money and time and effort it takes to put a whole album out, and you see that people tend to stream like three of those songs, right? The most. Yeah. Then they're kind of like, man, we put all you know, all this money into this other ones, and they're not making any money, yeah. but these three songs are. So that's what kind of changed. That's why a lot of these like artists and, oh, yeah, and rappers artless. and stuff they they only do one song at a time. Yeah, and then a couple months later, boom, they just dropped another song. Mm-hmm. It makes sense. It's like because it costs so much money to yeah, with production right. and uh, promotion and and all that. Yeah. Things have changed, man. Yeah, it's 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 crazy out there for for creative artists. You know, yeah. um, that's you know that's why I think bands like Metallica are still touring and still doing that because they have that fucking, they're squeezing in that orange for well the last yeah that and they can. <laughs> they're used to living the way they do yeah. so it's like they have to keep some kind of money and you know when you look at all the people they pay well, well think about the royalties that they have how many songs do they have out there in the zeitgeist like right on, oh, on yeah. you know spotify pandora Tons. youtube whatever it's like yeah they're getting a third of a cent for every for every stream but how much are they making by going just walking to the mailbox you know <laughs> well, and you plus, I mean? like Spotify too, <laughs> like, like a, a band no like hate Metallica. Against, no hate on Spotify. No hate on Spotify. Well, 
No, like a band like Metallica on Spotify, most people are going to put, they're going to click album and click play, and you're going to listen to the whole album. Yeah, yeah, that's that is true. Metallica like, is that. You're man. not usually like a picky person on like right. I only want to hear this one song. I right. Don't yeah. hear it. It's like, no man, put in what album you like. Yeah. That's it. See, I don't. I barely listen to Spotify. That's funny. <laughs> I do. Like, <laughs> I and we pay funny. for it. I don't have the I'm free version. I'm yeah. a podcast listener, quite honestly. But, <clears throat> or or audiobooks. I do Audible. They have a uh, podcast on Spotify. I know they do. I've come listened on, to a couple. Come of on, come on. I've listened to them where Spotify only yeah. uh, podcast. Joey Rogues. No, Joey Rogues. Well, I have to listen to Joe Rogan's <laughs> podcast on Spotify. But uh, what's her name? Like Casey Kasem's daughter. Like his estate was going through this uh, giant. Casey Kasem. Yeah, it was the top boy. <laughs> um, I listened to her podcast, and that was that was kind of interesting. Like their uh, thing through the estate, but um, yeah, like I, I barely listen to music anymore. I'm getting. I'm getting. I don't know if it's uh, a matter of getting old or just kind of getting tired. Or I don't know. I feel the or same like way. my uh, like my time. Like do I, would I rather listen to a story or would I listen to the same thing I listened to you know forty years ago or tw- you know twenty years ago? Or whatever, right. You know? Yeah, because I don't like new music anyway. No, exactly. <laughs> That's why we're talking about fucking Metallica <laughs> and, and not their, and not their fucking new albums. It's their their old albums. <laughs> so. But we yeah, digressed a lot digressed. on that, on that yes. last one. Um, so, but this is when Cliff, obviously, when the yeah, when Cliff the Burton bus uh, rolled over. That was uh, Kirk and him, basically, you know, played rock paper scissors. Who gets the who gets top the bunk? top bunk? Yeah, Cliff won. Oh, really? And basically, he said, "I want that bunk," and Kirk said, "Okay, I'll take the bottom bunk." And then that's when the driver said that he slipped on some black ice and Cliff went flying out the window and no shit that's how he died so did you get that from the behind the music or did you uh <laughs> you got some other source from that no dude that's in a lot of documentaries okay. i just i've heard it a bunch i i know it pretty well yeah i i heard something along those lines i think it was the behind the yeah. music that I, and uh, those guys were out there like you know, the whole time. Imagine standing there in the cold. They, he said they were like in T-shirts and underwear. Yeah. You know, just yeah, 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 broken yeah. down bus, freezing cold. It's fucking like, terrible. Yep. Yeah. So R.I.P. Cliff Burton. Uh, he was the not the original bassist, but the uh, second bassist for the band Metallica. Uh, mm-hmm. Great bassist. Go ahead. Go back and listen to uh, Anesthesia Pulling Teeth. It's a very good uh, bass solo that kind of you know uh, puts his skills to the forefront. Yeah, so many people respected him, man. When you watch yeah. anything about his passing and the other bands, because thrash metal at that time was such like a tight knit community, right? And everybody knew every band, and you know everybody loved Metallica just as much as like they loved each other, you know. Right. And because mm-hmm. those are those are a lot of the documentaries. If you look on Amazon Prime, they're super there's tight. There's some called like Thrash Metal something or oh, another, really? and they go through like all the thrash metal bands of the day. Okay. And they say like you know when Kill 'Em All came out and Ride the Lightning that everybody was like blown away, influenced, that, blown away. What do we California do now? Scene. How the hell are we gonna? Yeah. You know. <laughs> How can we top this? Yeah. How can we top these guys? You know. Yeah. I mean. Big time. Yeah, they were, they were, you know, Metallica was that giant influence. You know, they were the birth, I, I'd say the birth of thrash metal, you know, for, for me. Uh, you know, people older than me can say otherwise, but, you know, the birth of thrash metal started with Metallica. But now we move into the next album, which... Justice! Now, 
I just want to say the one weird thing, and I don't know if you would do the same thing or if I would do the same thing, but after Cliff died, I believe they waited one week before trying out bass players. Really? One week. That was it? I've not heard that. I like... Again, I didn't do any research for this or anything, and and my memory, I don't. If remember. somebody were to correct me, I don't remember their that correction thought. would probably be two weeks, but I'm pretty sure it was a because I was so here. blown away. It was only like one week. That's kind of ruthless. They yeah. started. It's not a little well, morning time. You know? That's why Jason took so much Jumped shit on. because oh, really? you know they they when you watch the documentary a year and a half about the black album they touch on like how ruthless they are to jason just as far as like you know messing with him and making him the butt of everything really? and frankly injustice for all like you can't even hear the bass parts no, they buried them so oh, far yeah, down it's not at the forefront at all yeah you know so just uh i i'm sure until the black album was like dunzo and you know recorded and everything did he even get like respect? Even a tiny <laughs> bit of like, you're our brother. Okay. You know, I'm sure he was still kind really? of like, this is the bass player. See, I didn't whatever. know any of that. Yeah, I mean, I get it. Oh because, yeah, because yeah. they're the biggest metal band in the world. Which is crazy because Jason is probably, he was probably the best thing for that band oh, because yeah. of the fans. Yeah, he was the one a fan could actually go and get a signature from, and he was there. What's your name? How are you? He was the nice one. He was the meet and greeter. While yeah. James and Lars are in the or back, in the bus, getting yeah. ready, or you know, and you know, and then Kirk they're, stumbles they're out. The prima donnas. Yeah, Kirk you know. Yeah, okay. Those two are always like the first ones, and you know, so he was kind of necessary. At he was the, the time, guy. Yeah, you know, like the accessible member. That... And then such a difference in playing ability. People were like, "What the hell?" So then, what was it? If Flotsam and Jetsam, I never heard of that band before. Yeah, um, I never listened that, to it, but I definitely like knew of them. Yeah, I knew you of know. them. I've heard the name before, but I never listened it's to any of it. Such a stupid name, too. Yeah. Good I, well, word. it's like it's, it's like an old biblical thing. I think, yeah, you know, like <laughs> you know it's st- something like that. It's a Roman story or something. Just sounds like a mouthful of marbles. Yeah, Flotsam and Jetsam, <laughs> but I, but I, I get it. Um, but yeah, but yeah, I didn't. But yeah, know Jason Newstead. Yeah, I never knew that game. But, but you can see that, you know, on the, on the outside. You can see that, like, he's coming in. He's the new guy. He's trying yeah. to replace this iconic person that they had. They just came off of Master of Puppets. It was their, you know, biggest album. Yeah. You know, and most talented, mo- mo- most talented album, I would say. I liked more songs on uh, Justice. Um, but I would say that, that, yeah, Puppets was a, you know, very, Yeah, they'll, very they'll, they'll tell you straight sound. up, too, like, how it, you know, what it seemed or, like, the actual uh, base, uh, you know, tryouts, you know, how really? that all went. I, I forget what documentary I watched on that. But, yeah, I think uh, I know what you're talking they about. They actually talked about the, the, yeah, and then they talk about how they basically make fun of them and pick on them for, for everything. and Being a bitch. So, yeah, Jason Newstead. Mm-hmm. Um, I, didn't, I didn't, you know, as being a casual listener, I mean, I mean, active listener, I will say that. Yeah. Uh, you don't notice that much difference between Jason Newstead and Cliff Burton. You know, it wasn't this giant leap from ability or anything. You know, at least outwardly. Yeah, I would just say that, like, you know, Cliff Burton was 
you know, he played with his fingers, and yeah. Jason played with a pick. Mm-hmm. And so he was a far, you know, just to to people that are very critical of that, it's, you know, way it's different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. like, you know, wow. But probably not in the good way. But, yeah. again, you know, going into, you know, the next album, some people probably... Didn't have any idea how he played. Yeah, they're purists, you know, and, and there's, you're going to get that with everyone. And what we're ramping up to is the opening song of the album and Justice for All, uh, Blackened. It's got a very long intro, and you can but hear an amazing like, intro, dude. It, it's it's epic. It, it's they they like still use this song as like the beginning of their yep. sets, like. It's still this. That guitar. Then, <laughs> that guitar. That, I'm sorry. That snare pop right there. That. Yeah. And to it, me, it's still epic. all guitar, man. And like, yeah. I like Lars and everything, but Metallica is just that tone, that meanness in that guitar is just fantastic, especially in this song. Yeah, and, you know, like, you, you and I agreed this is our favorite uh, Metallica album. Yeah. Uh, every song in there it has an element of that just, like... <laughs> yeah. It makes me all, like, just want to get on it. I know, exactly. <laughs> it just gets right to the point. I love eventually. it, dude. <laughs> eventually. It gets right to the point eventually. Yeah, man, this is how they start their shows still, dude. Yeah, and like, you know, as a guitar player, I can say, like, learning this shit, you're just like, they they almost do things for no reason, you know, they make it, you know, it's like, this is a very long intro, why is it, why is it so fucking long, you know, why, yeah. why do they make it like this, you know, like, why do I have to play this note fucking... 57 <laughs> times before I hit the next one. And you know how they really end up killing themselves is when they play this song live, like, or a lot of their music, because for some reason they play everything fast. Yeah, they do. Lars just, his beats into stuff, he's always fast, the whole band plays fast. But that's always something, like, when you listen to them, like, when they were young, they were, to them, they were like, we'll be the meanest and fastest. Right, yeah. Band. I've seen them say that. So like, it's we're, still we're the fastest band. What, so it's still kind of with them, you know. Yeah. Even though they they're older. Like, nope, we're gonna fucking do our, yep. do our thing. I don't think this band could play a show to like a click track. Right. Yeah. That'd be hilarious. You know, watching them yeah. like they have a metronome out yeah, there. Yeah, <laughs> just no. They'd be like, no, no, no. <laughs> And this now, would you say so? Metallica is kind of made fun of because of their uh, yeah. well, James Hetfield. His yeah. 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 <laughs> is this the birth of his? This is yeah. really the birth. Black on. <laughs> yeah. This is the birth of his. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yep. I was uh, showing my youngest stepdad because they really loved the Black album, and and we always joke around about his. Yeah. You know, I'm like, I'm like right around this time. I mean, because this is like 1988 yeah. when this album came out, or 87, 88. So like yeah. basically, yeah, this is like the birth of it. The birth yeah. of that. Yeah. Yep. But it, it really came to prominence in the Load album. Like, uh, it was like King Nothing, I think. 
I don't know. I think it starts here. Black album, it's all over it. You know, you got to listen to all them songs. Yeah. Um, so yeah. don't you mean yeah? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and Justice for All. So, yeah, that's what, that's what we're talking about. It was their fourth album. Uh, Tony and I both agree that it is their best. It was released on September 7th, 1988. Uh, one-on-one studios in L.A. It's a thrash one battle. And, one. and, you know, they, they, they the one thing about Metallica, especially with this album, like a lot of their songs kind of blend in with each other. Like, I don't want to say they're the same songs, but you know... You can tell each album by by the song. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, A Wolf and Man. You don't know that song, but it's on the Black Album. You know, like Dyer's Eve. It's on the Injustice for All. But if, if you listen to it, if you listen to uh, Dyer's Eve, you know, ah, oh, that's Justice. Or, or like, you know what's on Kill 'Em All. You know, and yeah. that, 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 and... I don't know. I, 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 think, I think you're right on a lot of that, but... Uh, Outside of their new stuff, I'll say. Well, you know that new the new stuff isn't even in my mind, right? But now, well, so. I, what what I will say is you can you can blend uh, ride the lightning and kill them all songs, and it's almost this you, you right. almost have a you know a single album. I think it's like know. just because of where they were in that you yeah know, you can, time. You can see that progression of them. Yeah. Well, you know you can see that progression. progression of them. You know, like uh, I'm sure Grateful Dead fans can you know name each song their album is on. Ugh, I hope they whatever. don't. I would yeah, just I hate save me the drink. time. Yeah, I get it. But you know what I'm saying. It's There's like, not enough time in the day. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. Like, you know, sure. there, there, there's you have your hardcore fans of uh, of a band. You can tell which album it's off of just by the time and just or, or, or not just by the time. What I mean is like the guitar stylings, like the length of the songs, like. And plus, if I'm not mistaken, I think this album is the first album. That they did a video for, one, one. Was that their first? Uh, I think music that's video? their first video. And up at that time, that's what made them so cool because they were the biggest band out and like with no MTV right play. Yeah, nothing. Yeah, talk no about radio Slayer play. You know, not having that ever. But eventually, Metallica got all that with the Black Album. But yeah, they they built their fan base just yeah. completely underground. Right. Um, and probably local radio in California, that kind of thing. And that's a great just just to see them like those individual shots, how that video went for one is like such a great video because yes, when absolutely. you're when you're young and you're like, I love Metallica, this is my band, but like in your head, you may not entirely know what they look like right. playing, you uh, know, or maybe you've you're too young to have go to gone to a show or something. And you get something like a video like that, That's you're them. always like, whoa. <laughs> so awesome. And then playing one, which again, you're at like a, a fade to black kind of right. thing. It's the same finger fingering. You know, you know, on the, well, the not same well, fretwork, yeah. essentially. It's yeah, like but uh, your index fingers on I the, meant on the more second like, string. I meant you, more like somebody would say that that's their like ballot on yeah. the album. Yeah. Absolutely. Which. But when you have... get to the hard part, you know, it really is. Oh, yeah, you can't play that. No <laughs> <way>. <laughs> you know? But it's you way know. too fast. It's way too aggressive. But everyone can play that that opening that opening number to warm up. It's what you warm up to, dude. You got to yeah, warm exactly. up. And yeah, they were quite fond of that. Yeah, your index fingers on the second fret, second string. Uh, yeah, a lot of power chords. Pink, yeah, it's a 
power cord. Yeah. Essentially, yeah, it's a it's a power cord yeah. little uh, fingering thing. Um, I I don't think, um, you know, looking when you look at a lot of the studio stuff, and if you get a chance to like kind of see James like just playing on his own and stuff. He's actually a very, very, very good guitar player. Yeah. Just kind of, I think he gets stuck, in the you know, rhythm, as like the you're a rhythm singer. guitar yeah. player mm-hmm. and, you know, you play power chords and, you know, that's all you do. But he really is like much better He's than He's a songwriter. That, you know, and oh, yeah, by. He's a very good songwriter. Yeah. Like, far, it, it, you yeah. know, I love the lyrics and, and all of their albums. Like, like you can feel that, you know, uh, fierceness, that, you know, rebellious attitude in, you know, and not just like you know rebellious teenager, but like you know injustice, you know, is is a main a, a main theme of a lot uh, of their songs. You know, they you know you listen to a lot of the music and um, you can hear it in it. You know, yeah, like, like, like uh, what's fair is fair. Like like he's 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 a very accomplished songwriter, I guess. What I'm saying, I, I'm not smart enough to go you know too deep into it. <laughs> no, um, I'm not either, and I'm right there with you. So, but. But that's what I think. That's what I hate about them is that they're they're kind of pigeonholed into that like we're a pop metal band, you know. But you know, listen to a lot of the lyrics. Listen to what they were talking about. They're they're, they're big, you know. Uh, like I brought up Dire Z, adjusted. dude. Yeah. That's my favorite. When yeah. you listen to those first bit of lyrics, man, that's that's crazy. This is a guy that you know his dad left his family when he was thirteen, right. and his mom died when he was sixteen, and mm-hmm. he's got a lot to bring forth to these lyrics and yeah it's 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 a shame what you know metallica gets pigeonholed as you know like they're great songwriters they're great musicians they're you know philanthropists they're this and they're that but everyone's oh fucking metallica everyone rolls their eyes when you're like what's your favorite (laughs) band fucking metallica of course you know i think both you and i could say one of our favorite bands is metallica just because you know like it's the basis of our foundation of music you know uh, I think too, unfortunately, when you reach a point in in anyone's life, I guess you start to change styles or change like what you listen to. And some people, you know, if they ask you <laughs> what your favorite band is or what's one of your favorite bands, and if you say Metallica, you almost say it with like a sense of like, right? Like, uh, I love Metallica. <laughs> Well, it's like, like um, well, no, the first four yeah. albums, you know, like it's almost like, like embarrassing, they've done since you know, but right, yeah, and that's that's a that's a goddamn shame, you know, just because we're in, but, but but both of you and I, like, well, you well, a lot more than me, hang out in that metal scene. It's like if you're in a metal scene and someone goes, oh, what do you listen to? It's fucking Metallica. Like someone will laugh at you, you know. It's a fucking <laughs> goddamn shame, you know. It really, it really is. But I so, just see it too as like uh, music kind of goes one way with time and then they kind of instead of turning left they went right yeah. and kind of went with their age and with you know a style that you know they still felt was like metal but more like rock right a rock metal and like it's they were whole... okay with that and that's fine you yeah. know because you're still gonna have 
They're still filling stadiums, man. They're not right. doing anything wrong. Yeah, they do, they, I think they did something for HBO or like Amazon or something <clears> recently, or like they were in some giant fucking stadium. And, yeah. And uh, I, I saw it all over social media. Especially it was uh, overseas, all over man. Media. Oh, man. Oh, yeah, Japan. They're yeah, anything Japan, they do out Japan, there. Brazil, you know. Yep. Yeah. You know, so and, they'll be able to play like that for, like forever. I mean, but that's what I hate about Metallica is because like if you if you're a musician, you sell, you tell another <laughs> musician that your favorite band is Metallica, you get laughed off the fucking <laughs> you get made fun of. You know, you got to be some like it's almost like punk rock. You know, yeah. like oh you like that? You're, like, you're a fucking Dead Kennedys fan? Okay, yeah. cool. Well, oh, you like green, you like Green Day? Oh, you're <laughs> yeah. a big punk fan? Or whatever. Yeah, it's a super snob. You know. Metal is not devoid of the, the snobby community, and it's a, yeah. it's oh, a yeah, goddamn for sure, shame. For sure, it's it's a goddamn shame that Metallica is not or is has the standing in the metal community it's, that they do. You know? Yeah, because they were talented, they were one of the first. Yes, they sold out a bit, but their their music was fucking awesome. Yeah, and it brought metal it brought metal to the to kind of the forefront. It brought into pop culture. I'll say that. If um, Pantera was still around with oh their lineup. God. Oh my god! I think they would be right there with. You don't think they'd be doing county fairs? Yeah, dude. Because honestly, like, yeah, when they got to like reinventing the steel, yeah, people were getting to the point where like this shit isn't like really great anymore. Yeah, who cares? Yeah, you know, yeah, here Slayer's been around for thirty-five <laughs> years by now. <laughs> yeah, I heard a thing that. Uh, what's his name said that they retired too early carrie king oh really yeah like no you didn't yeah you should have went a lot goddamn <laughs> after after south of heaven slayer should have fucking or what was that last minute it was about 2000 it i would was, think uh, he could just make a new band and it had like cool. the upside down cross on it uh no i don't like that i didn't like damage plan i didn't like uh oh um, yeah that's uh the mudvane guy and uh vinnie paul's band. oh hell yeah or hell yeah yeah and yeah, Damage Plan, that was like Vinnie Paul and... Yeah, Dynamic, that was... Right? Uh, yep. That uh, was when they were done waiting for Phil and right, thought they could move bullshit. on. Yeah, I, I actually saw something on... Um, what was it? It was like Facebook. Somebody, like, I think a singer, not Jamie Joster, but I think it was the guitarist from Machine Head, um, posted something about Pantera, or Phil specifically, telling... It's like, it's like saying he was like chanting white power at a, what? At a show. Get yeah. out of here. Yeah, the, allegedly... Now, do I know it? I can't. I can't confirm it, but yeah, I was like, eh, "That's not a good look." That's... <laughs> Phil, it's uh, not a good look. You're in, like, I like Down. You know, like Down was a great fucking band. You know, dude, that band could have been great if like he played with better musicians, man. Well, it was like so. It was a southern rock thing, you know, and it was good. It was dude. like it was a metal fucking Leonard Skinner, like exactly what he said it I'm... was, you know. I, I got nothing good to say about that drummer. It was terrible. Oh, I don't give a shit about he was, that. He was. See, you have They had some good songs. I don't care. <laughs> see, you're looking at it as, as a drummer. You're not looking at it as a fan. Or just a musician. I think any musician would probably agree with me. Well, I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't analyze it. Anyway. But this is Metallica. What <laughs> yeah, I know. About. Let's get back onto the uh, thing before you uh, <laughs> attack another uh, professional musician. <laughs> Um, so What's should we go with that? <laughs> uh, so and justice for all is what we were on, man. That's right. That, I do like that yeah. about this podcast right. is that yeah, we yeah. Uh, uh, we do venture off into a long things. We're at fucking. <laughs> do you you want to know what time we're at? We're at, uh, 
hour and 46 minutes <laughs> and we still have not got to the black album <laughs> oh my god dude jesus god damn christ god damn uh so yeah and justice for all i mean we, i don't want to gloss over it because it's our you know you and i agree that it's their best album like yeah. uh so i think we should spend some time talking about this well album. when did you like hear it first uh this was the second album that i ever heard it wasn't like obviously, like I like I was telling you, like my mom was a bartender, so we, yeah. at, we were at the bar all the time. Is that and like where you heard it? No. Where did you I, hear? Jed this and song Jordan. For... Jed yeah. And Jordan had it. Jordan had this album. He plugged it in. And I was like, I was. It, it, Hell yeah. I hate to sound like that, but it was like I was immediately, con- you know, drawn to. It. I was like, that's yeah. fucking awesome, you know. And it was around the time. No, it wasn't around the time. Like I, I didn't play, start playing guitar till I was like fifteen. And, you know, I met Jordan when I think it was 12 or 11 or 12 or something like that. And I think the, the Black Album, I, like I was talking about at the bar, I was like 10 years old or something. Well, no. I don't know. So, 80, so the Black Album came out in, I think, 91 or 90 or something like <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, I think it's 91. And I think I didn't hear it until like 92 or something like that. At any rate, I loved this album as, as, soon, as, I, um, as soon as I heard it. Um, I started playing guitar at, around the time that I, I started listening to this album. Uh, Short of Straw was the first yeah, song I could play all the way through because, you know, well, the rhythm anyway. Yeah. I, couldn't, I couldn't do the solo, but like. Yeah, I, you I, really kind of don't add that part. Right. You know? like, I, I, if I say I know how to play a Metallica song, I don't know how to do the solo. Right. Well, the, I, I did get deep into some solos, like the one solo and the Faded Black solo I got into. Uh, but Short of Straw was like, the, well, yeah, it was like between Searching, I forget, but roughly, uh, it was between uh, Seek and Destroy and uh, uh, Short of Straw were the first two songs I was able to actually play the rhythm guitar from front to back, you know, all the yeah. way through, you know. And I had those shitty Cherry Lane fucking uh, uh, tab books, you know, the tablet books. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cherry Lane was the worst because they wouldn't give you the song. They'd give you the most recognized riffs of the song, you know. So, oh, weird. Uh, yeah. So you'd have the front, you'd have the middle, you have the chorus, but it wouldn't give you the bridges, you know? It's oh, like, that's funny. Yeah, it was terrible, you know? So then once the internet came along, you were able to get to Ultimate Guitar, uh, you know, tabs oh, yeah. and, and that, you know, and actually learn the actual song. Because I got Internet Tab a long time ago. My buddy Billy, he he would get Internet Tab, and I was like, where'd you get that? He's like, oh, my mom's got the internet, and we're talking like 96, 97 or something <laughs> yeah. like that, you know? <laughs> And I was like, oh, well, give me this song, give me that song, you know. So I had like sheets, you know, you like got printouts. 20, Twenty free hours from AOL. To... Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> so I got like you know printouts of fucking tab, you know. Hell like, yeah. I'm reading out the screen because I didn't have the internet in my room or anything, so I got just printed out this shit, and I was playing it. In Short to straw <laughs> was like the, the the one song that I learned. It was one of the first songs I could play like front to back. I was right there. I was with you like that. Harvester of sorrow. Yep. And the song, and the and Beholder, those were like the three songs I could play most guitar parts on. Yeah, Shortest Straw, what did you say? Eye of the Beholder? Yeah, yeah. And uh, my one was uh, the song and Justice for All. What's that? The sec- that's the second that's song. That's the second album. song, yeah. It's nine minutes and 46 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> goddamn Christ. <laughs> What a long fucking song. <laughs> yeah. Nine minutes and 46 seconds. Such a great 
It's, it's got a great intro. intros, it, man. Yeah. They're beautiful. They're great songwriters, you know, uh, Kirk Hammett and James Hetfield. They're, you know, they are good songwriters. And I'm going to keep going back to this now just because we brought it up. I'm, I, I, it's a shame that they get shit on in the metal community. They get shit on. Like, not Metallica, like I said before, like, you go to a metal show. Oh, what's your favorite band? You say Metallica, and you're going to get laughed off. Anyway, yeah. you know, unless you're like a, a child, shame. right? If you're eight years old, you like Metallica. Yeah, you're cool. But if you're, you know, 25, what's your favorite metal band? You say Metallica. I love Andrew Sandman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna get stomped to death. <laughs> See, I should not have laughed that hard. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> My favorite song's Andrew Sandman. <laughs> See, even I'm laughing. <laughs> you like metal? <laughs> you like Check metal? us out. <laughs> you ever heard of Hat Anderson? <laughs> I gotta kick my own oh ass. Oh my god. <laughs> I would kick my own ass. <laughs> but it's a fucking shame. It really is. You know, oh, they're talented musicians. They were the, the pioneers of the fucking day. And we laugh, <sighs> we laugh at them. Man, that's... You know what I mean? Like, a good one. We're talking about our love of them, but we're shitting on them. <laughs> we the are time. also able to shit on it. it, it it's fucking crazy. So, yeah, and, <laughs> and Justice for All, very good album. It's my favorite album. It's Tony's favorite album. Uh, yeah. So, like, this one, obviously, I said before, we're like, they basically brought Jason Newstead in with literally like no timing said hey we're going in the studio writing this album all but buried his bass um <laughs> you know so you can't hear anything you know yeah which some people have said that that was on purpose you know well rightfully so it's like which would be weird because if i'm an engineer working at the studio uh-huh your job is to make the best product possible. Now to know that somebody, I mean, I could only imagine like during the mixing process, I need to hear some it, fucking bass. Somebody in a while. needs <laughs> to have said like, you know, I can't hear bass at all. Right. You know, I mean, cause Lars at the time he's using these 24 inch kick drums. That's what he used in the studio, which that's how he gets that massive kick drum Boom. sound in yeah, this yeah. recording. Okay. And that's kind of like, it almost seemed like they used that and guitar. They really like used, they EQ'd the shit out of the guitar to make it really full. Right. To where it almost it full, seemed that, like you don't hear need to hear the bass. That's a good description because like you don't hear the bass in that no on that entire album. And everybody know, but. You know, I don't that's know. why they did the as remaster because they were gonna they were gonna try and pull up his levels a little bit. Really, but it's just not. I remember enough. the remaster. I remember the remaster. Like, <laughs> it's it just out. not would... enough to hear it. Well, I still. thought about it at the time. I'm like, why would they remaster that? I'm like, it's yeah. good. It's a good album. Well, but now, you know, now that you say it now, another like, reason to sell another copy. Right, yeah, another million copies. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. I bought it. Oh, did you? <laughs> yeah. I didn't. No, I haven't bought music in. Years. Like, I've had to replace CDs. Uh, yeah. They get worn out or stepped on. Or you know, yeah, it's funny. I got, a, I, I got a bin of CDs in the garage. And like uh, we were talking, like a buddy of mine was talking about, oh, uh, 
we were listening to the like, we were talking about Incubus and like I was oh, like yeah, yeah. I was like I fucking hate Incubus now like <laughs> he's like but that science album was awesome I'm like yeah hey, it, it was awesome the, yeah. I got I actually own that album and he's like awesome. do you really and I fucking busted up my t- my tub of fucking CDs I'm like yep see it right there yeah he's like can I borrow that and I'm like yeah sure go ahead you know and he fucking he borrowed it I was in a band that covered no, like was... three songs off of that science album. You know awesome. the CD that was in that that thing? No, it was Fungus Such a Among great Us. Album, dude. It was Fungus Among Us. Oh, it was Fungus <laughs> Among Us, dude. Oh my He's god! Like, I don't know this album. I was like, it's Fungus Among Us. It's, it's a different before. one. I, I found it. It's like like the actual physical CD has like that uh, periodic table thing. Yeah, on it, yeah. Know? Oh my god. Yeah, it was it was a fun little uh, exchange that we had. Among Us. Yeah. I was like, well, the, 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 there's some good songs on Fungus Among Us. Good jams. Yeah, He's you, like, you no, will be a hot dancer. Um, I think that's it. <laughs> I think that's it. There's no good ones actually. Um, but there's a lot of good ones on uh, "Injustice for All" by Metallica. Uh, Tony and I yes. both agree that it is their best album, like from front to front, from front to back. You know, they yeah. Have, you can put this in and lis- listen to the whole thing. And yeah, I always hated those albums. Like you had one or so two well. good songs on, and like, but no, yeah. You don't waste point. money on this type of a album. It's Every no. song is good. Even the, and the even the album art is really good. I love that album uh, with the uh, Lady Liberty with the uh, falling scales of justice. You know, yeah, yeah, it, it's really good. Yeah, they um, do that live. Uh, it's really cool on their show. They have a uh, the Lady Liberty all built up, and then at like the end of the show, you see her like fall apart. It's right, really cool. Yeah. That's cool. Again, you know, it, that's why I, I'm still gonna say it's a fucking shame that Metallica is like laughed at in the metal metal community. Um, well, if you go to this time, yeah. you know, in the 80, like, in 88, if you go to YouTube yeah. and look for some old videos, just put, like, because they even have a few. Like, I think it's, like, Met Fans, you know, on YouTube, I think it's called the channel, like, Met Fans. Okay. They have a few that are, like, from between, like, you know, 87 and 89. Well, that's cool. And he's playing. Lars is playing the gray kit with like the yeah. black hardware. With gray Tama. And it's yeah, <laughs> the Tamas. Yep. And uh, man, they really just kicked ass back then, man. Yeah, man. They were so mean and they aggressive. Were, yeah, they were aggressive. They were hard. They yeah. were fucking fast. They yep. were, you know. And I, you know, back to your point about like we're gonna be faster than anyone. That's what Metallica was. They were faster yeah. than everyone. You know. Well, until <laughs> Iron Maiden came out. Um, so yeah, and you know, everyone go check out and justice for all it's their best album, uh, best album. Technically all the songs are great. They got instrumental in there. Uh, one, everyone knows the song one cause it's played on classic rock all the time. It's still a good yeah. song. It's one of the best hardest solos. You'll never be able to play it. Uh, well, I mean, right from the intro, when you hear like the little army, the guns start shooting, you yeah. automatically mm-hmm. know like what's about to be played. Right. Oh, and that's what I wanted to bring up. Do you know what that song's about? Uh, what do you mean? It's, like... ba- it's based on a movie called Johnny Got His Gun. Did you know? Oh, yeah, 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 I do. Yeah. Because they uh... play that movie throughout the video that they do. Yeah. It's a guy that loses his arms he, and his yep. legs, and he loses his sight, he loses his hearing, and yeah. he's just literally just there as a brain. You know, he can't yeah. move, he can't do anything. Like nobody that. can hear him, even though he's like right. screaming. And, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's it's a torture dark scene. shit. Yeah, it's, it's very dark. Shit. <laughs> That's it's right. up. Um, but it, it, it was a movie for, I think, like, in between, the th- it was a 30s movie. Yeah, it was real. Uh, it was black, black and white. white. Yeah. yeah. Um, check that out. It I, I We actually watched it in my creative writing class. 
Oh really? I was, I was super excited. Like, uh, like, does anyone know the song Metallica by One? Uh, <laughs> You're like, one yeah. by Metallica. I was like, yeah, I know the fucking song. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah, we watched. The, she's like, did you know it was based on this movie? I was like, no. <laughs> she's like, well, let's watch this movie. And I was like, yeah. All right. Yeah, it is in the like, video. It's fucked yeah. up, you know. It's like just to be there as a. A brain. That's essentially that's it. You Especially know? then, man. In the forties, doctors. Yeah, the 30s <laughs> oh and 40s. shit! Yeah, they just throw a They're cage on your head. They're smoking cigarettes <laughs> while you know looking at you. Like... Well, he needs a cage on his head. Don't yeah. <laughs> oh my god, dude. Yeah, it's terrible. No how we used thanks. to treat. How we used to treat uh, uh, psychos or or uh, um, you know. Oh right. Troubled right. people. You know? Yeah, yeah. Throw a box on their head. Throw a cage on their head. Jesus. That'll do it. You know. Um, people were dumb. Well, that's it's pretty. So I'm always surprised when people think that we're a smart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like everything that. is going to we're change. We're all eventually. dumb. Twenty years from now, people are going to look back and be like, "We were so dumb. We were super black. It was super black." <laughs> and uh, that's a perfect segue to the Black Album. Yes, by Metallica. Um, which one? Which was the first? Uh, I think. You know, what percentage of the population do you think uh, heard Enter Sandman and then found uh, Metallica? I heard, Sad But True was the first one I heard. Um, I have that distinctly in my head. I could be wrong. It was, I mean, we're talking about track one and track two, you know? So well, they, like, yeah. like I said earlier, they immediately sold like nine million albums. Yeah, it was so, like the fastest selling And Enter thing. Sandman was their f- first single that they put out. It was a good fucking song. So, like, uh, yeah, it was a good song. And you know, for those who don't know, so this is the downfall of Metallica by a lot of metal fans. So this this was like the downfall album. Here it comes. Um, <laughs> so yeah, again, the producer. That, yeah, is that what you're bringing up? Right, that's what I'm bringing up. Um, it was a self-titled album. Everyone knew it as a black album. It had like the snake, the coiled snake on the front. It was like holographic. It was or... Spinal Tap. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, the black album. So at this point, you know, Metallica had all this fanfare, but they were at that point they were still like an underground, not underground, but like um, the, the 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 top metal band in the in the country. But like they weren't playing on the radio. They weren't, you know, they weren't a household name or anything. They were just Metallica, and everyone knew who they were. This next album um, was uh, their their like like uh, kickstart into superstardom. Yeah, what did you say? Nine million albums? <clears throat> like, I got, yeah, I got, that I was got, like right. That's that's the I number Wikipedia, they said. I got in, Wikipedia up right here. That's the number so they said in it. a year and a half documentary. Oh really? Which was done while making the Black Album. Oh really? So and released not shortly after. So that number has to be like very small in comparison of what it is. Actually. I would have thought when you said nine million, I'm like, no fucking way. That was like fifty million. You know, there's seven yeah. billion people on the fucking planet. No, that was like the small period of time when it actually just came out. Mm. Like from the the point where like six months they sold from nine, the point where it units. came out to the time that they started touring for the black album. Yeah, which was, I mean, you're talking like. Months at the most, yeah. I, so I, I guess you know, <laughs> I think just a guess. Yeah, but this album was the biggest fucking thing in 1991. I mean, say what you want about music and movies and you know whatever it was. This was like in the music world, in the metal world. We'll yeah, say it's got to be one of the biggest selling albums. Yeah, because like history well, now. Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm like, I'm not gonna read. I got the Wikipedia thing right here. I'm not gonna read it. Um, 
you know, word for word. Um, you know, it's the Black Album. It's their self-titled album. Um, but this was w what introduced me to Metallica. And, you know, this was the downfall of Metallica. This album was the downfall of Metallica. <laughs> do I like every song in there? Yes, I do. I really do. Maybe there's one or two I don't like. Or No, no. I'll say I, I still like every song on there. A Wolf of Man, Through the Never. Well, remember, dude, like, when this album was done, they became the biggest thing. Now, yeah. they toured on this album for, like, five years, basically. Yeah, because, really, you know, Load they didn't come out need to, like, 96. To. Yeah, they just toured on it until they were completely exhausted yeah. and stopped. This is the album that and then they retired just, them. Yeah. Then they just... Took a break for like a year or two, and they released load, and they yeah. were doing it, and then they came and did load, and that's, that's why crazy. So when people look at Metallica from the Black Album, long hair, grungy, ugly, right. and then all of a sudden they get 2004. No, no, it was know, like 97. I, I can't remember when load was. It was like 96 or 97. Either way, like when they come out, you know, Kirk Hammett's got like facial piercings right, and his hair's yeah. short. Mm -hmm. Everybody's hair's short. His septum's pierced. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just, it was such a different version. Right. And man, that's hard to like accept. Yeah, that a lot wasn't of people the band couldn't that we had. accept it. What, what do you think about? Like the album itself, like the songs, like you know. So me, I loved all the albums, or I loved all the songs. Let me let me tease it because I just want to set it up a little bit. Like, so you know, Metallica. You know, for those that don't know, like they had their first album, second album, third album, fourth album, fourth album, um, Kill 'Em All, Ride the Lightning, Master of Puppets, and Injustice for All. That was that's the definitive Metallica for hardcore hardcore metal fans. You know. No one will admit to liking the Black Album. No one will admit to liking Load. No one will, like, will admit to liking anything. But if you're going to talk to any metal fan, they're going to tell you uh, the first five albums, four albums of Metallica were good. The rest are shit and they're a bunch of pussies. And that's what they are. <laughs> um, I don't agree with that statement a whole lot, like as per our entire discussion about Still the think topic. you're leaning on it a little bit. I do. A, no, like... Well, that's another thing we can talk about. What do you think about that? You know, because that's a true statement, what I said, right? Well, I mean... The majority of the, metal that fans... That is, yeah, you're not wrong. The majority right. probably say that, or... Because, I mean, everyone in the world bought the Black Album regardless. Right. Yeah. So, they may have heard that and been like, okay, I love this album, and then Radio Play killed it. right. Because like, well, like it's most that, music, once radio play, to... once that's like nonstop, non yeah, nonstop, yeah. you are like, oh, I'm tired of hearing this on the radio now. Right. And I'm tired of listening to my grandmother love this I'm song. I'm sick yeah. and tired. Yeah. Once you're like, <laughs> you're parents of, you, start listening right. to it. You're and out you're, of that loop. Yeah. Yep. So then you slowly become like, well, I don't want to like this anymore. Yeah. And then that's when you put those rose colored glasses or whatever saying you know yeah. this they, is the, the past albums are the best ones yeah when they first started they were good one, but yeah you know, they sold out or whatever they it sold is. out like, i don't care yeah. if they sold out it's like that's my whole thing it's like i don't care if they sold out it's like i encourage every band that they can it's yeah, like jason newstead used to say <clears throat> you know to people that would say that they sold out you go yeah we sold out we sell out every stadium every yeah. time mm -hmm. everywhere we play which is 
True, yeah. and that's, million, you could sell four million tickets. To a that's a goal. Metallica show. That's a goal that every band should be yes. trying to get. Yes, exactly. And they've accomplished it, but you're going to get shit for it. Yeah. And I think the best bands are prepared to eat shit, yeah. regardless of how good you are. But you know why? It's because they are good. Yeah, you know, that's the only reason they are. It's like. No one gives a fuck about my chem. I mean, yeah, someone, some people gives a fuck about my chemical romance, but it's like uh, uh, Jesus, <laughs> goddamn Christ! There's not a fuck. They're nowhere near on the level of fucking. Why the fuck was that your example? Because it's just the first band that came into my it's fucking. The first it's band first that thing that came to my head. But then nowhere near on the level of changing a fucking demographic or, or you know or, what or, uh, or creating fuck a my genre. <laughs> yes, fuck them. I played them on so Guitar funny. Hero, but they're nowhere in the near. They're nowhere near on the level of Metallica, you know. And then there's few bands, even no, no. It's like, no. May I be pretty bold right here? It's bold like, it up, dude. Bold it up. They're on like if you like rock music, you go to see a Metallica show. Like if you're if you're a normie, you know what I mean. Not a metalhead like us, you know. Like if you're a normie, met, you're a rich guy. I'm like fuck yeah. I'll, I'll, Throw twelve hundred bucks down and go get a box or a suite and go see fucking Metallica, you know, because everybody knows their yeah. songs. They're gonna play all the fucking hits and everything. Every time, would it's hard that be not to when almost all of them are hits. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Unless they start ripping through new songs, then you're like, ooh. <laughs> yeah, it'd be interesting to <laughs> but go. But they to a know Metallica better. Show. They're yeah. gonna play the. It'd hits, be interesting dude. to go to a Metallica show and see what what their set list is. Yeah, I wonder what it was. Ooh, let's you can look always it up. check. Let's look it up. I think, I think there's a website that says that, like my set list. Or <laughs> but even here, like uh, what they came and played uh, in Chicago, it was like a secret thing, and then it came, and then like everybody in you know around here went as fast as possible to get tickets. Right. Yeah, exactly. They're like Beyonce, or they're yeah. You know, I mean, like you could say what you them. want, but when they come close, when they're near you in your town or whatever. You're going to go. Dude, I wouldn't... I, I know they're going to play hits, man. I'm, oh, my God. You're going to get, like, hardwired to self-destruct, probably, and... I don't know that song. That one's not bad. I'm not going to... I'm not going to put a Wait, poop, what's it called? Hardwired? It. Yeah. Oh, okay. Hardwired Hard... to self-destruct. Oh, okay. I've not, I've not listened to that song. I don't know. I should listen to it. It's not uh, bad. It's a long way at the top if you want to rock and roll, that ACDC... Mm-hmm. Uh, song. What about it? That's their opener. They play a cover song. Yeah, their opener. Ecstasy Weird. of Gold, uh, with voiceover from Tom Morello. I don't know about that. That doesn't sound like you're reading the right thing. This says Metallica set list. <laughs> <laughs> Am I reading the right thing? I don't know. <laughs> well then. <laughs> Uh, Hardwired is yeah. their first song. End of the Line. I don't know that song. End of the Line. Dirty Window. I don't know that song. I Disappear. I know that song because it's from the Mission Impossible yeah. soundtrack. It's a terrible song. I don't like that song. It's Am I great. Evil? I love that song. It's not even original. Diamond Head cover. The Memory Remains. With the memory. That's a 95 Will Rock fucking song. That was from Load, dude, or yeah. Load 2. And Fuel. Fuel 2. Give me fuel, give me fire, give me that. And Bleeding Me. They're, they're, those are three songs off of the Load album. It's a t- 
They're not terrible songs. Dude, I, they just... I could listen to they them. They know but... that somebody out there likes those songs. I get it. I get it. <laughs> uh, bleeding... Yeah, Bleeding Me. What the fuck? <laughs> Wasting My Hate? I don't know. The Unforgiven? Okay. I don't, I don't really like that song. I can play it on guitar and it's boring as shit to play. So, like, I don't really like it. I love uh, that we're just going over. We're shitting just, on just, <laughs> Shitting on their set list. <laughs> I know, but we haven't even, like, brought up the Black Album okay. officially. All right, I just want to go through we're this. Like, go- <laughs> See? Okay. So they start their, they start the, everything, and they, they start it good, and they end it well. So number 11, Enter Sandman. Every, they, got, they have to play that every song, at every show, wouldn't they? Wouldn't they have to? I guess. Wouldn't they have to? I, yeah. Harvester of Sorrow. They probably hate off playing Justice. that, too. Uh, oh, they have to. That's off Justice, Harvester of Sorrow. I Guy saw, the I saw uh, Kirk Hammett with uh, some contest winners. <laughs> they, they went to... <laughs> contest winners. Yeah, I know. Oh, that's great. And you should have seen that group. That was an interesting uh, group of guys. <laughs> I can play guitar. I can play guitar. So they they go to the... He has like a favorite guitar store that he buys a, a lot of his guitars and stuff at. Somewhere in California or something. Yeah, so he took like the five or six of them there. And he goes, uh, you know, who plays guitar? And like half of them raise their hand. So like they all get guitars and sit in the like guitar room and... Uh, he goes, let's play Enter Sandman. So <laughs> Kirk says this. Yeah. So, like, if you know any... This is right around, like... <clears throat> I want to say... Mid-90s, something like that? Yeah, because it's closer to the Load album. Okay. Because he had short hair and piercings already. Okay. And <laughs> if you know anything about, like, how to play that album physically on guitar, it's just... Oh yeah, everything's palm muted. Yeah, that's the whole intro. It's just like one string, one string. Yeah. So to see a group of guys going earnestly, and they do 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 it's the most boring thing. And you just see Kirk just kind of, you know, gleefully playing it with these guys. It's just. It was hilarious, man. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So, they do, okay, so they do Enter Sandman, and then they do Harvester of Sour. S- Sour? Sour. Sorrow. Uh, then they do Master of Puppets. Then they do Fade to Black. Then they do Whiplash, one of my favorite Metallica songs. <laughs> and they end the show with Seek and Destroy. So they finish up their their show with some, uh, some oldies. Dude, I just, uh, you know, that's the one bad thing, like, Whenever I see their live shows on like YouTube or whatever, if I'm watching, I'll fast forward through that whole thing to try to get to one song that's on Justice. Right. And you'll get like one song, mm-hmm. maybe two. Yeah. Harvester Sorrow or like, yeah. You know, because like I said before, they usually like open with, uh, oh, I lost my, uh, well, whatever the, the first song there on that album is. Uh, Enter Sandman. No. Um, Injustice? Black Justice. Blackened. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Um, so that's usually your <laughs> your first song, and then you might get another one right. somewhere else in the set list. Uh-huh. 
but that's it, you know. Right. And yeah. The rest it, is just the new shit that they want to play. Yeah, the, you know, the, little the bit album of that, that they're promoting, a little bit yeah. of black album, and, right? Play the hits, do this, do that, and you know, and end a show. That's why I don't, I don't. That's why I don't think I'd like to go to a Metallica show because I don't care oh, yeah. about any of their new songs, and they're only there to play their new songs. They'll throw a couple of oldies in just to kind of satisfy people like me, but it's like I'm not going to. Why would I go to a Metallica show now? You know, would you? Would you buy tickets to a Metallica no, show? No, no. And I'll tell you why because I've seen enough of them on YouTube to see that they. It's weird. very much have the same show everywhere they go. Yeah, there's pyrotechnics. There's, you know, it's it's weird. It's like it's just it's operatic. The, you know, even like for me, like when I see like how they change an ending of a song to like get some kind of like crowd participation going okay, on, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, that's not just, they didn't just do that at your show that you're at. They, they do, do that at every, every fucking year, show that year, everywhere yeah. they go. And it's like, so th- there's just nothing like really spontaneous. There's nothing worth me dropping 200, 300 right. bucks to go Stand watch there miserably at a stadium. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, or their new crap, you know, it's like, I don't like, <laughs> I will say new crap, even though I'm or not listening to crap. it. Like, even though I'm not listening to it, it's gotta be crap. It's like, if it was good, I would have heard about it and I would have listened to it. You know what I mean? I don't know. They got an album called Lulu. I've never even listened to they it. They have an album called Lulu. Yeah, man. All right. So let's, let's go back and stop. <laughs> let's just stop shitting on Metallica. This is about enjoying Metallica. Well, we can shut out a, a little bit more if you want, but no, just you Jesus, know, goddamn. We're Christ. on the Black Album. It's a good album. They put a it is a good a album. Ton of time. That's and what I was. Work. That's Bob what I was Rock. Gonna, there's a lot of things. That's here. what I was going to ask you about. This is this a good album? You think this is a good album? Yes, I mean, I agree. production value. I know a lot of people hate Bob oh, Rock, yeah, but the you metal know, had to hate this album. He um, he made his goal putting this album together was to try and capture what Metallica sounds like live. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 On an album. Yep. Because he felt the, the, you know, the four albums prior, nobody's ever captured Metallica like they do live on an album. Right. So that's what he was trying to do. And that makes when sense. you watch a year and a half, like to see how, how much work went into all the, the the sounds and, and production and everything like yeah Bob it's mind blowing yeah. they were in there for I've watched the documentary like I forget which right. one it was but like I remember yeah the first watching part of that documentary is all being, studio yeah exactly and then the second part of the documentary is them playing live, live yeah and and touring and stuff and you know if you like or if you're interested in seeing what studio work looks like. At that, that time, that's the highest like it's, it, way. That's the highest ranking of studio <laughs> at well, that time. You know, in those nineties. Well, yeah, and I, I, I would say it's like, well, how do you make a an, an album commercial? It's really how a, a, a how to on how how do you make an album commercial? How can you make it appeal to the masses? It was fucking heavy metal appeal to the masses. I mean, look. I at, would say his his biggest thing was. What we liked about Justice, the long songs, the intricate guitar work, the um, obviously much better drum work 
Mm-hmm. Um, you eliminate a lot of that. Yeah. You make the guitar parts a little; they they're chunkier more than anything. Right. We Simpler. Don't need, we, don't, we don't need technical ability. You know. We need a good yeah. Melody. A little more open. Yeah. You know, melody. chunky. Yep. And then what Lars did with the drums he slowed it down a is lot. what he needed to do to make that a groove kind of metal sound yeah. instead of what he had been doing on all prior albums. Well, he, he did a little bit of that in uh, at the end of where, when, Wherever I May Roam, you know? Well, pieces are different, yeah. but for the overall, yeah. he was just doing a lot of just one, two, one, right. two, yeah. Yeah, real simple was, groove beats. Yeah. And like... Unfortunately, he kind of stayed that route for the rest of their career. Right. He never kind of went back right. and, and to tried his to heavier days. Yeah. He just kind of stayed. Yeah, he listened to Bob but Rock. Yeah. <laughs> when you get older, playing simple is a lot easier mm-hmm. than playing. <laughs> See that hi hat? Yeah. I just made fifty-seven hundred dollars by hitting yep. hi hat <laughs> per hit. Exactly. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, that's how you would make a, an album. Like, I, at least my, from what I think, but it's still you a good, make it a little more commercial. It and, is commercial, but it's still a good album. You know, that's what I like about oh, it. Oh yeah, like, yeah. You know, it's it's one of those like, and I hate Def Leppard, and I hate to bring them up and into this discussion, but it's like they had like anthem, you know, ballad, or not ballads, but like anthem rock, you know. Yeah. And that's kind of what they, I think they were going for with this album was like anthem, but it was still had that technical ability and it was really good uh, metal music. It's like, you know, enter Sandman, say a, what a you big, want. They had a big, like, almost stadium sound in an album yeah. that Flepper did. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, with you the, could hear the all of that, that on like did. a giant steer, you're like, whoa. Yeah. And that and I think that's what they were trying to do with this. But album. if you listen to earlier some of their earlier stuff, like it didn't sound like they, it's only when like they started layering vocals right. oh, and yeah. layering guitars. We both watched that VH1 boom, movie. Boom, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like <laughs> lose an arm. I didn't. Well. Yeah, yeah. That's why I hate Def Leppard. <laughs> Fuck Def Leppard, by the way, for the record. Um, but I think that's what you know Metallica was trying to do, or Bob Rock was trying to do, is kind of create that anthem. That the anthem rock through Metallica. Well, he took it because he he did Motley Crue, and he basically took, you know, what that big sound from Motley Crue and kind of did it to Metallica, and that's why people hated that because you just use the word Motley Crue next to Metallica, right? People are going, "What the hell?" Yeah, like no. Yeah, this it ain't, ain't a right. good look. It ain't a good look. <laughs> this you know? ain't right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yeah. Let me just look at fucking Motley Crue and Metallica. You know, Metallica was loved for a reason. They were loved because they were that garage band. They were, they were that... loved because they weren't Motley Crue right. or a band, exactly. anything like them. Yeah, they were. They, they started were thrash metal. They started thrash metal. They started thrash metal yes. essentially. You know, and that's why people loved them. And I think that's why everyone hates them now is because they started thrash metal and then they fucking sold out. I don't even want to get into why I think that. Uh, I, don't really, I think I, it's all just opinion. I don't want to say sold out. I don't want to say sold out. Let me let me <laughs> let me clarify what I mean here. Um, I don't hate Metallica now. I just stopped listening to them because what they had, I liked. You know, and, and once they changed what they were doing, I stopped listening to them. I've I've got no strong. Super strong feelings one way or another. Well, I've got I mean, some feelings, you're but... not a close friend to one of them. Right. You know, you're not best friends with their brother and 
they're you're gonna buy it regardless. Like your your opinion is based off of do I like the sound of this? Right. No, then I'm not gonna listen to right. it. It's I, not I'm so not, much like you are personally hating. Yeah, them I don't or, have any principles. It's yeah, just uh, I don't like their new shit. Right. That's exactly <laughs> it's right. no different than you would do the same to any other band. Right. If they came out with something new, if they came out like with something. But I'm not like on the internet on forums and you know yeah. talking away and, and, <laughs> yeah. and, and right. you know, expressing You're not like personally like someone, attacking. Ask me, but and I think that's you know that's a lot what this what this podcast is about is like you know go revisiting and see if it still hand you know holds up and definitely does hold up. Oh yeah, without I, a question, it doesn't hold up. But I, yeah, I just stopped listening. Yeah, my stepdaughters love would, the Black Album. Dude. I would never ever. It's a great album still. And if I did earlier, I apologize for it. I, w- I would never, you know, accuse someone of selling out because fuck it, sell out. I don't give a shit who sells out. Like, get that fucking paper, <laughs> motherfucker. Get that money. <laughs> yeah, get that money. You know, do what you got to do to fucking retire. You know, you don't got to work anymore. Good on you. Um, uh, and and that, that, that's why Metallica is such a, you know, and I said it before, it's like it's such a hard conversation to hold that, you know, you love them. They were right there they were the first thrash metal band oh man um, i used to sit there and like i would draw james hetfield's guitar i would shit. draw the m and the a you know the, the oh yeah the m and the a oh yeah, yeah dude i used to do that yeah metallica was on my uh oh yeah i notebooks. draw all the time <laughs> yep. sitting in school there, not listening i had, I had pantera and, <clears throat> and yeah try and copy the logo so i'm i'm, I'm not coming from a place of you know uh blind enthusiasm I, I i like metallica their first album their second album their third their fourth album and i just stopped you know i was just like all right i got other shit going on in my life or something right um so i don't know i loved uh was it of wolf and man that was of wolf and man, man. That is, dude i was gonna bring song. that up I'm, I'm i'm glad you brought that because that was my favorite song off of this album let's see if we can yeah. find it <laughs> Yep. To the midnight siren. <laughs> yep. Let's bring it up here. We don't have to I think Bob thing. Rock wanted that to be their first release and not enter Sandman. Oh, really? Yeah. But that's got that such. Isn't a that good hilarious? That it is. <laughs> it's like. Listen up. We are. <laughs> yes, we are. Yes, are we, we are. Selling? Are we selling? Are we selling? <laughs> Oh, that's the shit, dude. Yeah, this is my favorite song off this album. Uh, I like, I like a lot. I like "Through the Never." I like uh, "Sad but True" is a great one. It's fun to play. Like, so you ever played that that uh, opening riff to "Sad but True" on the guitar? It's, oh yeah, yeah. It's fun to play. It's like, it's fun. Fun. It's fun. <laughs> I like things that are fun. <laughs> oh, good. So yeah, good that, jam, dude. It is a very good jam. I heard before I am of the snowman chasing the falling man. But do 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 do. Exactly. So yeah, good song. There's a lot. So yeah, you know, everyone that's out there that's listening. Check out the Black Album. There's a lot of good stuff on well, there. Well, they just had... Uh, but it, don't uh, listen to Load. Don't listen to anything after that. So maybe we can... Like, dude, <laughs> we're going on two hours it. and 26 minutes. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Um, so hopefully uh, you guys are still with us. Um, I think we should start wrapping this up. No, all right. Yeah, we got to. Because we got to the Black Album. We love the Black Album. 
Uh, and that's I mean, there's so much more to talk. Like, honestly, talking about the albums, one thing talking about how the music is one thing, but I got to tell you from a Metallica fan, nothing is more intriguing and insane and informative than their documentaries. Yeah. Like I said, I a year and a half, part one and two, then uh, some kind of monster. Some kind of monster. Holy shit! Are they going with the Dave Mustaine? Yeah, they're just—it's insane. Every every part of that is uh, crazy. You yeah. know, with with James and going to rehab and them almost basically like not even knowing if there's a future anymore, and it's hard hitting shit. That frankly, I'm surprised they even wanted to tape let alone put out there right i mean go to netflix right now man it's on there you can watch it yeah you can watch it and (laughs) and then to try and do it again do it again with uh through the never and doing something kind of weird and you know mixing their music with a movie type of thing i think that's just a cash grab like i I don't like that i don't like that like if they want to release some documentaries fine but stop this narrative you know know the actor i think he did it he was the monster for it no peter skarsgård yeah i think that's the i don't know i don't know know that i can't either way um i don't i don't like what they're doing now they're I, i feel like everything now that they're doing is a cash grab just because they can well, but I don't like that they can. It's, yeah, I don't like that they can. Just, but it's like, all right, just fucking hang it up. You guys are metallic, dude. They got you they got business your, people that work ro- for like for them. Well, they can live on fucking know. royalties for the rest of their lives. You know, it doesn't matter. Ain't that they, the truth? They just got fucking mailbox money. You know, stop trying to you know you know revolutionize something or do something new. It's like no, stay that thrash metal band that everyone liked. You know. Well, like you said, they could never get to a point like that again, but. You know, as long as they just don't go too far off the beaten path, I, hope so. I think they can just kind of roll along with what they're doing. But I agree. Who knows? Maybe we'll talk again about this in the future. We will. They'll definitely come up because they're just so you know influential in my guitar playing and my you know music and you know uh, library that I like yeah. and that I grew up with and. Being that this is a retro show, you know, they are a big part. And I'm glad we did this episode because, um, like I was saying earlier, they are kind of a joke amongst the metal community. You know, (laughs) what's your favorite song? If you say Enter Sandman, you're going to get beat up. You're going to get beat up, dude. (laughs) So don't do that. (laughs) But what you need to do is you need to go out there and listen to Metallica. They are literally the founders of thrash metal. Listen to their first album. Kill them all. Listen to their second album, Ride the Lightning. Listen to their third album, Master of Puppets, and listen to their fourth album, And Justice for All, and their fifth album, The Black Album, the self-titled album. And it's more poppy, but there is still good songs on there. So start Those from the well first. structured, uh, just good timed. It's tight. Songs. It's tight music. If you're a guitar player, all available for radio play. If you, exactly. <laughs> there's not a whole lot of swearing in there. It's like a, you know, that's Pick any one I don't of think them. We mentioned that. It's like there's not a whole lot of cussing in Metallica songs. You know, it's a lot of it's pretty clean. It's oh, like yeah, yeah, it is. I guess. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, he's there's uh, an F word here or there, but it's not like every song is you you no. know, you MF or or anything like that. It's more like, you know... Well, when you see some of the studio stuff and you watch how, like, James writes, he just doesn't... 
isn't sitting there like cussing, you know, he's right. just kind of like, po- he's writing poetry, he's thinking yeah. and thinking out loud. Sometimes the other guys will, will do some writing with him as far as li- lyrics, but right in the, in the past, certainly be, between albums one through yeah. five, leather up your ass. It and, was like, <clears throat> it was like James and Lars were like 50, 50 on how music was written for Metallica. Yeah. So, Kirk had almost no say whatsoever, just, and the bass player um, had no, nobody had no say. So, uh, Jason, um, you know, I'm sure like some of the music when Cliff Burton was in it was still he probably had a lot of influence in it. But I would think so, just because he was so schooled, you know, he was like a classical school Basis. type bass player. He could read music and shit. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a thing, yeah. He's like the smart one, so. Yeah. <laughs> he understood Beethoven and Bach and yeah. you know, yeah. knew uh, musical theory and all that. You're not far stuff. off, I'm pretty sure. Like, yeah. Right up that alley. Yeah, I would imagine. But. Plus, he looked cool. Wore he was. Bottoms. Yeah, he, he, he was a good headbanger. He was a good headbanger. <laughs> I remember that. Always head to toe in jeans. So you got anything else to say about uh, Metallica there, my friend? Well, I mean. Not for this podcast, perhaps for a future one. There's probably about 100,000 more things to say about Metallica, but as far as my past, you know, these were influential albums in my playing, in my introduction to metal, and um, yeah, I still enjoy them to this day, and even listening and watching documentaries, even to get refreshed for this. I can still sit there and watch. And I mean, this is shit. Like I know information about them a hundred times over, but I still listen to the same, somebody else saying the same thing to me. Right. Only because it's a good story. I mean, yeah, they are, they are, they came together. It's, it's all interesting. They, they are that band, you know, they're that, you know, uh, like the beach boys or the Beatles, they just came together. All the other guys found each other. They've had their hardships. They're like an American dream band, you know. Yeah. And uh, yeah, one of their main members died. They had to find a new one, and you always know, something crazy, right? Yeah. You know, there's that whole alcoholica thing, you know. Yeah, and, you know, the big drinkers, yeah. and and you know, they're they're a classic American band, and uh, they are true artists. You know, that's what I like about them. Again, I hate that they're shit on all all the time now, yeah. um, because they are such a good band. Like. Tell me a metalhead that doesn't like Injustice for All, but will talk shit about Metallica. <laughs> you yeah, know? a lot. Um, but they're, yeah, they're they're influential. Uh, every aspiring guitar player, uh, every aspiring drummer, every aspiring person that, that's into metal music should definitely look at the entire catalog of Metallica. Um, you got anything really else to add? Nope. Awesome. I'd like to thank everybody here. For listening to us, we really, 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 really appreciate you. Uh, you can check out our podcast on SoundCloud, on uh, Spotify, on iTunes, on Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. Again, we really, really appreciate it. Thanks so much, and we will see you next time.